Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 41 of the Turbo Duo cast. I am your host, Salvatore Mata, and to my left is my brother from a game show lover. Another game show lover? It could be uh, one game show lover, or it could be multiple game show lovers. He is the oral assassin. He puts the ass class gaming. It's Trenton E. Wright Third Esquire. Esquire. I like to be called the, the uh, oral tattoo assassin. Can you turn my headphones up? The first, yo, turn my headphones up. Just a little bit. That's better. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, you know, we're back in the saddle again. Of course, we have the one and only, the Turbo Duo and a Half. No. Salvatore, <laughs> Superstar, Soccer, Tournament Tomorrow to decide all the marbles. Mata. All the marbles. In the building. All the marbles. All of them. I forgot the Thomas. It's almost, Thomas uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's we could like, get found, okay? We could get found if you say my middle name. Well, you're not going to get got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that hand gesture, though, but, you know, that's fine. What was that? What <laughs> he was like... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a left hand, not a right hand. Is that right? Don't uh, come for me, or uh, I'll come for you in your dreams. It's like a, it's like a wrestling promo. <laughs> uh, he's almost three quarters of a Mata, you know? He's hey. almost there yet. Hey. He's almost there. Yeah, yeah. And can you turn my headphones up, please? Speaking of being back in the saddle, we have <laughs> returning um, fifty pounds lighter. The one and only. He is He's my shy guy. <laughs> he is the rye guy. His Bye name guy. is a lie. It's Mr. Ryan Brown. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Welcome back. Hey. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a little while, but uh, I love having you on. I think it's always uh, very informative. Um, you bring a lot of knowledge. You bring a lot of uh, thug power, respect, <laughs> leadership, street knowledge, and wisdom. Yeah, really hustle. overselling this. <laughs> and uh, you bring that hustle, loyalty, and respect. <laughs> oh, I don't enjoy when you say if, <laughs> if I was a baking ingredient, I'd be bleached flour. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's why I said your name is no. a lie. You'd be, you'd be a pinch of salt because no one notices it. <laughs> They just say to put it in. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. They well, say you need it. So, I mean, I say this all the time. I feel like it's been a, like, a, like a hot minute since we've recorded and been together. Oh, it's always uh, a hot minute or a tight second. Yeah, something like that, which doesn't mean anything. That doesn't actually give us a unit of time. Oh, it does. Two months. Yeah, that's that's a unit of time. Ask the nine-year-old. Two months? The unit of time between it, it, the last it, time we recorded. It's not a unit of time. Two a moon months. unit. No, more, yeah. more like three. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny nice. because, like, you know, a, a couple of months might go by and yeah. the, the whole landscape might be different in terms of just what's going on, what's happening in the in the, in the the video game world, the reseller market. We're always into into that. Don't wince. Don't wince. Woo. Don't wince. Take it like a man. Pause. Take it like a man. Mm. Let's go. Open up your throat and take that thing all the way down. He doesn't like the CBD drink. I'm not even going to pause that. <laughs> you you need to just just buck up and drink it. Just throw it. Just get just just drink it. Just get it down the hatch. No, it's like the most disgusting thing, and he hates it. I know, but no, but I'm gonna yeah. drink it because yeah, I'm a man. Just, just because you open it doesn't mean you have to drink yes, all it. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You haven't lived yeah. long enough to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, leave a like for us and also comment if you've ever had a CBD seltzer because they're they From take you they take you places that they shouldn't sometimes. Um, oh, no. A nine year old is going to tell me what to do. I'm just going to put a it that way. Ball. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So what's going on, guys? Anything like just jumping off off the off the shelf in terms of like something you guys want to talk about? Something you that's know, going on? You're living me. Huh? <laughs> What did you just say? You said you're in love with me? You said, you said, you know, you live with me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're roommates. <laughs> yeah, is there anything that's going on? I mean, I could I could start us off. Sure. Uh, I, not really. I don't even have that. I, like, have one pickup, but, like, okay. I don't know. I haven't really uh, noticed too much in terms of, uh, like, gaming, in terms of, like, reselling value mm. of games. I haven't seen too much fluctuation, but yeah. I'm I'm not myself. I'm not finding as as much stuff right now. I don't know if that's if that's a tell or not. Yeah, um, not finding stuff. Yeah. What do you mean when you like, say I'm that? like I don't see any like I'm not finding anything out in the wild in terms of like looking for stuff to either sell or even like get. I haven't even I haven't found that much stuff. Okay. Even on like Facebook, because you know usually I'll like look on Facebook. Even if even if someone's selling something. That's not like cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not. See, me, you're saying, inven- not you're saying inventory is down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, because I think Ryan, like we were talking about it, and you said that on your side of the business, inventory is up. Yeah. Ryan is the, I wouldn't say the proprietor, but the manager <laughs> of a local, what we call our local watering hole for video games, which is the uh, glorious Retro Games Plus, the only destination you need for all of your retro video gaming needs. And sometimes CRT televisions, sometimes Pokemon, sometimes T-shirts. Oh, a lot of fun! Things. Did you actually? Yeah. Did you ever? Uh, did you? Did you sell the, that one I brought in a while back when I got the um, N-Gage? The TV? Yeah, I'm sure he sold oh, that. Yeah, I've. I'm down. He to, can't keep them. I can't. Oh, nice. Any? It doesn't matter if it's RF only. Like it just it, they're gone. So I, I've been on marketplace a lot lately, and I've been noticing that the. Oh, TV VCR I, combos are going for stupid money. I can't like um, speaking of, I have like the one that you got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going for like a hundred dollars. Except I can't. I have remember uh, that one I picked up. I brought here that like twenty four inch with the DVD. Yeah, still have it. Can't get anyone. I know. You know how I know because I see it every time I look <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace for old TVs. I have it for fifty bucks. I haven't got one message about it in two months. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna say I mean, we'll take it because I can't keep them. It doesn't matter what. Is attached. To I'm it. sure you'll sell it for elite for fifty bucks. That's usually roughly what they. I mean, we also it, it, warranty them and ch- you know. You see how big they, that one is though. It's what twenty four inches at least twenty seven. It's twenty four. Yeah, with yeah. the DVD player. So that's I usually have, where I cap. Not even got a m- message about it. Not even like, hey, would you take forty or like nothing? Right. I don't know. Not a, I, I don't know where you. Yeah, nothing. But it's those it's those TV VCR combos that some of these hipsters I think are getting into. <sighs> Because it's like it's like a it's like a cool old retro thing now. It's not just video yeah, games man, anymore. My parents had VHS players. It's so retro. And I'm like, please stop. Just, just, just <laughs> like I appreciate you, but just no, you don't. It hurts my heart. I'm like, I get it. I'm getting older. That's fine. But it's like everything you're watching is available in the ether. Mm. Don't need to put this iron tape. In here or iron, whatever. I just I wonder why that's happened. Like, why is it that this has become such a thing? Because it's only been us. Like, we've been only the only ones who've actually cared about this stuff until now. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, I think there's, well, for us, it's like there's a nostalgia thing. Because it's like that's the medium that was so prevalent when we grew up. Right. Because it was from like the, you know, early 80s all the way until the 2000s that VHS was kind of pretty dominant. I mean, DVD was out, but it was so expensive. Right. It's not until you get to like the cheaper DVD players like the PS2 and like some of the later ones where people could afford it. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm. Because I remember like, I think our first DVD, the only reason we got it was because some, like, my mom had made a deal with somebody she worked with for it because they were trying to get rid of theirs. Okay. Because they were like, what, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for the player. For the DVD players. And then the DVD Because it was themselves. cheaper to get a PlayStation 2 than... Yeah. Than, it, it was almost... Or it was like the same the price. The same price, yeah. but yeah. you got a video game console to go yeah. with it. Even yeah. though that motor was just trash. Well, even the DVDs themselves were expensive. Yeah. They were like 25 30 bucks starting. $10 apparently. more than VHS tapes, yep. I think, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And most of the time, VHSs you could get... Which made no like sense, really, because it was just a disc. It wasn't... Yeah, it was probably cheap. It was cheaper to make. But there was a premium aspect to it because yeah. it was a clean image. You know, it was like it's like when they went from cartridge to CDs. Uh, like you know, a sixty-four game would right. be sixty-four ninety-nine, where it would be fifty-four ninety-nine. Well, but the sixty, you know, yeah, but the sixty-four games less, yeah. were, were, you know, the manufacturing process for those was more expensive. Yeah, you're paying that their overhead basically, right? Yeah, you know, to produce that cartridge was what thirty-five bucks versus a disc that was what twenty-five cents, if that. Yeah, you know, because it's just plastic. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of, of uh, inventory for video games, what are you guys seeing right now? Trades every day. And it's not garbage. It's good stuff, like, constantly flowing in. Flowing in. I mean, I mean, I think that's kind of... It's one of those things where I'm, my boss actually put it really good one time. He goes, you know, we're, it's like, because we're kind of... I hate using the term luxury good, but it's like, we're like an excess thing. Right. Where it's like, we're not a necessity, so it's like, you're kind of indicative of where the general market and economy goes. Well, yeah, because you could emulate any one of these things if you really wanted to. It's not like you need an old console to play old games. Yeah, so it's like, when we see a lot of stuff coming, that usually means just the general price of games is doing this a little bit, and then the market in general starts to do that. And I've noticed that. I mean, I've looked on price charting for several, like, you know... Regular games, high-profile games, and it seems like the drop is about thirty percent on average right now, between from the high point. Mm-hmm. And I know oh, that yeah. this happens. This, this seems to happen every once in a while where you get this drop, and then it doesn't last. Like it, it does come back. Um, it does come back and usually come back stronger, at least in the last four years or so. But we're at that point right now where I think maybe people are maybe running out of out of a little bit of money because of the past few years and all the stimulus stuff and. Now it's like, all right, well, maybe they're running on tough times for some reason. But that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, the job market is about as hot as you could possibly expect. So it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's happening there, but it seems like the video game market is a kind of leading indicator saying that, you know, maybe maybe something's going on. But, um, yeah, the the, the prices I'm noticing are, are a lot cheaper. I was even watching like there's this guy, 8-Bit Esquire, which he's a lawyer, but he also does like video games on trial. And so, like, you know, is is uh, the last one he did was, is Moonwalker worth it for the price it is now? Mm-hmm. But he did that four months ago, and Moonwalker was at 160 complete, and now it's selling for, like, 120 or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, which, you know, we might not think it's a big deal, but that's, like, a 25% drop for that game. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, with, with the pandemic especially, like, there was a lot of, like, artificial inflation with that. Nostalgia, inflation, things like that. People home, yeah, want to connect. Like, with their so youth. that kind of pushed the market up. Then you had a lot of the speculators that were getting in, who unfortunately either didn't know the market or thought, "Hey, this is the exact same as X, which I invest in it. It is not." Right. It's like you have to understand there's a difference in how things function. Um, like all the sealed collectors that are like, "Oh, this is only going to go to the moon." I'm like, "That's." <laughs> 
wow. logically incorrect. No, no, no market does that. Mm-hmm. None in the entire world. So it's like you got to think somewhat rationally about it. And it's like the way I always put it is like, you know, it's only things are only worth what people are willing to pay for it. And if ease of access is only getting better mm. with things like Nintendo putting their, you know, mm. everything's on Switch Online for yeah. free now with the expansion pass. And like, you know, Sega's been doing all their collections and the minis. And it's like the more accessible stuff is, the less people are likely to pay a premium just to play it on the original right. hardware. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's interesting, Trent, that you're seeing it the way that you are, but then you're seeing a lot of people. I mean, I, the other thing, too, is like people know Retro Games Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know that they can go there and they can get cash for their stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it puts you guys in a good position to get a lot of good inventory. And I imagine. You know, you you can kind of set the price for yourselves as far as what you want to pay for that stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, we have you know, to be able to function. still 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 be able to yeah, which you know I, give a decent price, I but it's, it's yeah. mark to market. You know, yeah, like people, some people, most people are understanding. Sometimes people get upset, and I try to explain, like you know, we do the best we can, but it's like I have to pay the power. We have to pay the power bill, the landlord. I cost money to be there. Everybody else, costs and you're money actually to be taking there. the risk on what's happening with the market because if the market continues to drop, yeah, we're that profit. You're, you're the us. one taking the risk. On yeah, that. it's 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 one of those things where it's like we're playing more of a gamble. It's like you're getting cash immediately, so right. It's it's like we're offering that service where you can just come in, get rid of it. Here's money, buy. Whereas I have to sit there and now, be, okay, how am I going to sell this? Will it sell for the margin I would like? Right. Or am I going to lose money? You know, things all kind of factor in. Right. You got something to say? Mm-hmm. What is that? Um, should I have my own channel? Yes. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Probably now. not. That's a whole other conversation. Now. But you are welcome to have your own channel if you want. Probably not. You got to come up with a really good name first, though. Uh, Turbo Junior. Turbo. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's perfect. It took him all the wow. five all of five seconds to figure that out. Wow. The youth really has it. You know. I'll tell you what. I don't because I realized I was becoming an old man. Not that I'm an old man, but like I realized I was becoming like a little older. The other day I went and I was peeing at the urinal and I put my hands in my pocket. Okay. Like I just, like, like naturally I just was like, I'm going to put my hands in my pocket, you know? Why? You haven't gotten to the stage where you're doing that. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a whole nother scenario when you're doing that. Um, I did see, I did see a guy, an old guy who was like in his late seventies with like a jacket, like a big jacket on from church. No, this is like years ago, urinating at a urinal and like his hands were hanging like the, like the knuckle walkers and turtles to the arcade game in the, in the dojo, you know, his hands were just like hanging down like this with this like big puffy coat while he's urinating. I just thought it was so interesting. It's it's always (laughs) stuck in my brain. So weird. That, that he was doing that, like to leave your hands in that unnatural position. Trying to catch a look. <laughs> I was behind him. I was over by the. I was over by the sinks. But I noticed it, and I was like, "This is such an interesting thing." But then the other day, I'm 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 peeing at the stall, and I just just very naturally put my hands in my pockets, and I was like, "Wait a minute, there's something off about this." But it feels so comfortable. What? I'm yeah. glad you could share that with us on this on this gaming <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Urinal behavior. Listen, you want to talk about crazy. I went on, on Amazon the other day. I, okay, I went downstairs. This is one of the cold days before it started to get warm up here in the mm. Northeast. And I was it was a morning. I was half asleep. I go to sit down to do some business, and I got a jolt. You know what I'm talking about. You sit on a, on a 
fiery cold seat, right? A fiery cold seat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that happens to me. <laughs> and you just get that jolt. You're like, ah, you know. <laughs> and I was like, never again. I said, I, I, I'm like, why? Why do I have to live like this? <laughs> what you, I don't know what you're talking. About. You know. <laughs> So when you sit on a toilet seat, why do I sound like this? Do I, do I sound okay? That's just your voice. You sound awesome. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, explain sitting on a toilet seat. Oh, is that what you, well, you didn't say that. Go ahead. So the toilet seats at our house are very old. The, per, the people that lived here before us did not clean their toilets. That has nothing to do with sitting on them, though. Okay, but when you sit on our toilets, they're <laughs> freezing cold. Right, especially when when it's cold out, right? Yes. So and so we bought these. So uh, no, I just uh, uh, so I said I'm done. This is cold. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> this I is a toilet podcast. Toilet. I went I went to Amazon. Threw it out the window. They have a five pack of seat covers. Nice. <laughs> Cushy, like carpeted. <laughs> They're awesome. Just like wonderful little, just, just you know, circles of, of comfort. You know, <laughs> does like Nintendo or Sega make these? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> toilet podcast. <laughs> Listen, that's going to be our next one. Is the toilet? I will never. I'm just talking about getting old, right? Like I will never sit on a cold seat <laughs> again. My wife is disgusted. She said, "She said this is disgusting. These are going to get full of urine." I said, "I don't care. We can take them off every two weeks and put a new one on there." I have to sit on fifteen dollars for a pack of five. <laughs> so, you might think that I'm going to say eventually that I was playing a Game Boy on the toilet. That's not coming. No, it's just that I have toilet seat covers now, and I'm never going to sit on them because I'm fed up because I'm old, and I'm not going to do it anymore. Should I have a channel? So, having said that, having yeah. said that, right. Let's get into a video game conversation. Should I have a channel? Yes, you should. Yeah, Turbo we, Junior. We, we yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then I'm going to have to buy a camera. Well, I already have a stand. It's in my closet. All right. Um, what are you guys playing right now? What's uh, going on? Oh, oh, me. Me. Uh, absolutely nothing. Me, me. Go ahead. Me. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Who am I? Um, I've been playing... This. I hate that we're on a... Uh, a, a retro games, uh, no, not retro, like um, retro gaming podcast. Yes, well, yeah. then leave. and I talk about. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. You I said know. you hate That's it. That's not nice, Uncle Trenton. <laughs> he said I hate that I'm on this podcast. No, no, no. When he was, you didn't let him finish. He said because I talk. He was going to say because I talk about modern stuff. Though, yeah, but it's all good, baby. It's all good. Listen, you talk for what you are, like what generation you grew up in. So <laughs> you don't have any. Nothing can be retro. Eventually, for you, what you're talking what about you right now is. Gonna be retro. <laughs> this is going to be retro at some point. Sure. So go ahead. What are you playing right now? Hmm. <laughs> Talk um, to him. Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> it's always a quintessential favorite. Wait, are you still playing Fortnite? Uh, no. Not as much? Uh, we'll, we'll get back into it. Probably not. We'll, we'll get back into it. Um, We're going to get back into it, I said. So, so Minecraft, huh? And, S- still stuck on the Minecraft. And Roblox. Roblox. Yep. Yep, Sal got me signed up because it's on PS5 now. Yeah. Minecraft? Nope. No, Roblox. Uh, Roblox, uh, so we were doing a couple piggy levels together, you know? Okay. Um, but having said that, you Nobody know... Nobody cares, That's, that's modern gaming, and... Yeah. Well... Uh, Ryan, I know you're playing, like, Hogwarts Legacy for the sixth time, but are you playing anything <laughs> retro? Have you have you, have you you dived or delved in? Dove in? Uh, have you dove in? So, Dude. yes, I'm on my 600% run through of Hogwarts Legacy because I love Sick. that game. Man, man, how does that make you feel about that yourself? Is cool. I like it. It's enjoyable. <laughs> okay, it okay Mikey. 
What else you want to tell us? Um, but other than that, um, I started playing through... Well, I mean, I was playing a lot of Streets 4. Am I right, though, Trent? <laughs> Which isn't technically right. No, retro. Streets 4 is, is perfectly acceptable. But I was playing a little bit of that, too, when I was home uh, sick the last month. And then uh, the only other, like, retro um, game I've been playing was I got about halfway through um, Hercules action game again. First PS1? Yeah. Yeah, I still, I have it. I haven't, I haven't, uh, you know, flipped the switch on it yet. But oh, we can remedy that tonight. Yeah, we might, we might need to. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good game. Yeah, it's solid. It's at least it looks solid. Underrated in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, you know, some of those Disney. I mean, look at the, the Genesis, right? I mean, look at all those Disney games on there. Well, that's cool. The Genesis. You know I also played a little Minecraft. And some Minecraft. Wow. Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like Minecraft is that kind of like, okay, I'm done playing my normal game. I just want to have something that I can kind of like, like comfort food, like veg out to. I'm going to well, go, I'm going to go cut up really. some blocks, mm-hmm. you know, kill some octopuses just and stack. stuff. You could and, do that. Yeah. Just like stack Or you could spend dynamite. two and a half hours making the most efficient farm possible because you're a nerd. It's fine. Isn't that Harvest Moon? No. That is also a farming game, but there's a little bit more than that because there's like relationship metrics and stuff like that. That's Minecraft's it. just like, yeah, we don't care about that. That's cool. I'm just gonna build, just build me some wheat mm. fields. Mm. So Ryan, do you know what um, netherite is? Mm-hmm. So you take, you go into the nether and you find yeah, the, um, what is it called, like the, the the nether the nether scraps or something? The nether region. Nether rock, yeah. The nether rock. <laughs> No, but the, something with scraps, I can't remember. And then you put them in the furnace mm-hmm. with... Doug furnace? I can't remember. With, with something, and you make the ingots. But what is terrible is that you only get one ingot. Mm-hmm. I hate when that happens. Isn't it just fire and um, and the metal? Like the raw metal? No, it's... it's fu- in the furnace? Uh, it's coal, or you can put wood in there, too. But it's normally, like, coal... Well, coal is no. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta use coal or um something to make the fire. Yes, and then mm. the two pieces that make the actual yeah another yeah. rating get. Cool, Sorry. um, nice. Well, I have been playing some retro games. Too bad. Um, for for a couple of different reasons, but um, I got into Burger Time again on the the ColecoVision. I love that version. <laughs> the ColecoVision. I don't know why it is. I think it's a little bit more balanced. I feel like the Nintendo version's a little bit. Harder, it is pretty rough. So the ColecoVision version, for some reason, I know the patterning of each of the different sausages and pickles and eggs, so I know where they're going to be and when, and so I can kind of time it, and I can get a lot farther in that game, and I can flip the board mm-hmm. and get to the second round, which is kind of cool because I feel like, oh, I beat it, you know. So that's kind of like my goal every time: is can I can I flip the can I flip the board and actually go back to the first level? Flip the board, you know. Um, but it's just a great game. I've got the the ColecoVision and RGB on the on the, the CRT, so it's it's really clean looking. And I've got the NES style controller, so you know you really gotta do some work with the ColecoVision if you want to play it properly. Uh-huh. But um, I'm having some fun with that. Um, dungeon Explorer again for Sega CD. Finally beat the second dungeon with uh, with Brother Alan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, like a, a twelve year game. It's just one of those things. Like when he comes over, if we get a chance to play it, we played it on uh, uh, a TV. <laughs> on a TV, as you would. <laughs> I didn't play it on a vanity mirror. <laughs> you didn't. You know, you didn't do that. No, that would be that would be something. You know, if we played it in reverse on a mirror. 
We just played it backwards. Like so, you're watching the basketball game while you're looking outside and seeing the snowflakes fall. So like the first like two hours where you just like you run into a castle, couple, kill a couple guys, come back out, kill a couple guys, back out, keep just keep doing that for like three hours until you level up and then are, you can play the game. Are you sure? <laughs> so because I remember the last time we were, that's all, yeah. it was like two hours. Well, we got to run into this castle, just kill like four guys, then run back out. That's because you weren't leveled up at all. We were trying to level you up. I know. I um, like, this is just ridiculous. But, but I won't lie. The night before Alan came, I did farm gold for about two hours so that I have enough gold so that we can actually get some better armor, which is how you level up in the game. Really? Basically, I mean, you can level up and get more more health, but uh, to gold? really to really like level up your weapons and stuff, you have to have gold to be able to do that. So gold is the worst wep- uh The worst. Uh... Okay, we're t- you're talking about Minecraft again. Yes, it's the okay. worst thing in Minecraft. It all goes back to Minecraft. It's a soft. It's a soft metal. Oh yes, definitely. but it's good currency. Oh, yeah. Um, I did play some of the games I got from the show, um, and a couple of them. One of them that I didn't get at the show, but I got in the mail around the time was Escape from Monster Manor. Um, which, oh, yeah, is, yeah. which is the first person shooter style game that's on the 3DO. And really the way I can describe that is it's because I've played through a few levels now. It's like a it's like a shareware game, but like a like a really good one, you know, or so not that great. Just really simple. <laughs> all you got to do in each level is get all the keys and get the relic at the end. And there's ghosts and grim reapers coming after you. So do you attack? Do you have like a weapon? Yeah, or? you have a weapon. Oh, okay. You like sh- you shoot it, and it's got ammo, and you got to get more ammo. But it's it's really really simple. It's like I like it because it's so simple. You know, there's not a whole lot to do, and I like the cleanness of that old style of the graphics. You know, so it's 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 just a fun little. You just want to do something for an hour. Fun little romp. Yeah, yeah, and and you don't have to know too much. You just point and shoot, open the doors, and look for the relic. And let's say it's got a good map system, so you can kind of go back and forth. And see where you've been and where you're going and all that. Does it save? Yep, you save every after after every level. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can boot it up and get into the fourth level. Does it save to the system? Yeah, there's internal memory in the in the uh, 3DO. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Yeah, um, and then Medal of Honor Underground. I started playing that. I, I remember. Was that how, PS1? Yeah, I remember how good that game is. Just like that does it, talk about like going from a shareware kind of game, which was like a like a fun little pet project for EA. To like a game that had high production values and was made really well, mm-hmm. um, even though it was made for like those a lot of those late era PS One games really show like how they stretched the PS One. And I'm not saying it's a graphical powerhouse game, but just just in how the development was, how how it was put together, you feel immersed in that world. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you're a, a French soldier in World War Two. And the was, contr- that like, was that like one of the last ones for the PS One? I think it was like two thousand or two thousand one that game yeah, they, came out. They did up to I think oh, oh two or oh three. Like there's some real late ones. Yeah. Um, I would say it's funny you mentioned that because um, my it, brother. It's so good. I love well, my it. brother's actually been asking me lately because he's been getting and it's into, cheap. It's a ten dollar game if that. Yeah, he's been getting into different things that we grew up with, and he's got on a Digimon kick right now. Um. And there was a few Digimon games on PS One, and one of and there's one uh, that was a. Fight. I used to watch that after school. It was like a fighting game called uh, Rumble Arena, mm. and we were looking at it. It came out like oh one or oh two. Well, the graphics are insane. Yeah, I bet it looks like a PS Two game. I like bet. it's so polished. What they can yeah. squeeze out of that little box is crazy. I know, I know. No, it's it's it is really cool. As much as I'm like a Saturn homer, like a lot of those PS One games, those late era ones, they just had such like care and effort and money put into them because. It was getting to the point where people were, you know, they were, they were, these production companies were putting a lot of money into games. Like that, that era, 
is like a transition period between smaller teams and smaller budgets to like big th- big things like Metal Gear Solid I think was Metal Gear Solid and oh there we go is this yes! KB Toys in 1994 remember when you weren't going to be doing that <laughs> Hey, he said I could. <laughs> I did tell him at one point in the podcast to just make it go yeah. off. Set it off. Yeah, that was a Dollar General fine today. Can so. I go grab my water? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, no, you may not. Ah. Yeah, so, uh, where was I? Oh, oh. My, yeah, so it, it was it was an interesting sort of uh, turning point. And, uh, you know, the PS1 did that, did that for the industry. Um, you can argue whether or not that was a good thing in the end, but, you know. Good, that, good. It was it was a it's a great game. So if if you know if your brother wants to get into some of that late era PS one stuff, there's some good stuff there. You know oh, yeah. the old like even Bloody Roar. Like I love Blo- mm-hmm. that's a, that's a kind of a, a later era game. Bloody Roar two came out I think as well. Yep, one and two on yeah. PS on PS one. They, did they make one for PS two? Yeah, two of them. Three and four. Three and four. Yeah. Right. How are those? Three and four. Really good too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those fighters are just solid. Although. My brother wouldn't even, wouldn't be purchasing any of these. As with our entire childhood, I am the one that purchases the toys, and we <laughs> share. And then that's what happens. Granted, we're in our thirties now, but you know, hey, some things never change, as they say. Got it. Got it. <laughs> cool. Um, Sick. Any uh, any pickups, guys? Yes. Oh. Uh, um. Do you want to show them, bud? <laughs> you got really excited, and then you got really timid <laughs> all at like, the same I time. I did. Well, so why don't, you sh- why don't you show them uh, what you got, dude? Okay. So Show me what you got. So this is this is your uh, old... My old Leapster. That's his old Leapster. That's his first Okay, leapster. show a good... Yeah, they, you got to turn it. Yeah, it's a brick. So this is that's Sal's first Leapster. Let's mm-hmm. show the screen. My first Leapster. So this, is, this was a, what, 2004, 2005, Ryan... Like early child, it was yeah, it was like video game I was in like system. Middle, middle school, and in middle school when they came out. Yeah, so this yeah. was Sal's first one. I think Trenton, you found this for Sal back in the day, probably. Yep. And then I found then. Th- this died, and then Sa- I found another one. We found this one, which was I think technically for a girl. I'm not a girl. My gender is a boy. Okay. I'm not I, 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 a girl. Right. But you know, no one was questioning that. It still has a <laughs> D-pad and two buttons. Yes. So, and this one actually had a video out. That you could play it on, on the TV. <laughs> what an upgrade. Yeah. So think, this one was really cool. Think we could uh, send it to Marcelo, have him uh, upgrade the screen on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> we can have him RGB mod it. So and these then, two have very similar screens, which, you know, that's a standard size for a video game portable back then. They just removed the stylus holder on the But front. then I found this the other day. Yeah, found it. The and biggest I, one I ever. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize they made a leap frog, leap pad or whatever, leapster, that had a screen that was like... Huge. Almost double. It was like fifty percent bigger, almost fifty seventy five percent bigger than these ones here. So, um, you know, the, the, oh, I, oh, no, what I, I like about the Leapster is that it's a way to play video games, but also learn things at the same time. So kids can actually have fun. It's almost like it reminds me of remember those old computer games mm-hmm. where like the jumpstart, like games? Math Blaster. Oh yeah, you know, it's kind of like that, but with Star Wars and Disney. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, that was my just my sil- my syllabus here, uh, Trenton. You got anything? Silly bus, a silly bus. Um, I have one, I have one item mm. on the um, the never ending quest for the Jaguar collection. Ooh. is uh, oh, one of the wait, 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 wait! I thought you already owned all the Jaguar stuff. 
Except for Atari cards. Well, you know, if you would check your text messages every once in a while, you would know I sent this to you a few days ago. Listen, and you, and you didn't say anything. I'm so, acting. I'm, act, I'm acting. I'm acting like I don't know this one. Okay, I'm trying to stay in character here. But is uh, but I didn't realize that you didn't own this until you is a uh, syndicate for the Ori Jaguar. So this is the one I all had the manual for. I had this back on the 3DO back in the day. Syndicate, really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's good. Um. But yeah, this is the one I had the manual for. It's not. Yeah, I had the manual for, and someone had it listed on Mercari with the the box and the cart. And I had go like figure. A, I had a ten dollar coupon and like fifteen dollars in my Mercari account. Mm-hmm. So I just sent them an offer for like fifty bucks because that's to use the coupon you have to spend fifty dollars. Oh, that's how they get you. So I, he had it for like fifty seven. So I just offered him fifty, and yeah, so I got it. it came in the mail like two the days later. The box looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the screen, like, the pictures of, like, the screens are brutal. Like, they're, like, so pixelated. You can't mm. even, like, see what's going on. It looks like, like it looks like, like, like SimCity. That could, there was, like, that was no way to sell a game. <laughs> like, look at, look, look at, I'm not, like, the, the, the bottom picture. Oh, my gosh. It, it, look, it, <laughs> it looks like you, you just expanded a JPEG <laughs> yeah. from, that you got off of Google and just put it in a Word document. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And put it in a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. yeah, And then printed it. <laughs> and um, then scanned that in. And then scanned in the print. <laughs> but I have it. So. But you have it. Yeah. So well, now we're uh, Atari carts. That's the last one. You have the boxing manual, right? Yeah. But, you know, I don't think I'll ever find the What's a, um? do you know what a, a full set of Jaguar stuff is worth? Um, I mean, I could tell you in a minute because I have it on them. I'm, I'm just curious what it is. I have it on my game eye app, like all the games. I'm only missing one game, so. Um, I mean, I could pull it up if you. Yeah, if you, want, I, if you I, want to talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curi- <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll talk about a couple of my pickups. So, um, I did get a pseudo Saturn cart. So Ooh. that was that was one of the things that I was looking for. A what? Um, a pseudo Saturn cart, which has the region free to play Japanese import to, not games, o- but not only to play Japanese games, but also to have the the RAM expansion. So if oh. you remember, I um, died and went to heaven when I found Metal Slug Bro. at the uh, that to mean? at the at the show. Hey, you can't talk if you're uh, not over here. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you talk like that while we're on the show? Love I hit you. It's like bro, bro, so, bro. <laughs> Like, now we got the audience members calling out. <laughs> I mean, that's a better place for you. Sit on the guy on the couch, just chilling and just like giving the comments, you know. Um, but yeah, so I found a pseudo Saturn cart. I was finally able to to pop in Metal Slug, and um, I didn't mention that during games I'm playing because I didn't want to, you know, spill it then. But um, just having a complete blast playing Metal Slug. I mean, I think I enjoy it more because. I'm playing it the way that I want to play it with a Saturn controller on a Saturn on a PVM. Like (laughs) it's just like everything's colliding in the way that in my brain provides a lot of pleasure, you know? So it, it, uh, it, and it's a great, it is a great version of that game. And I don't care how you play metal slug. It's always a good time, especially if you can play it. I, I don't know. There's something about playing, a game like that, and I think any retro game on a CRT that's just a different experience. Do you, now, I, I didn't ask you this. I was going to ask you this when we were uh, picking up dinner tonight, but do you primarily play, at this point, retro games on a CRT, or do you play on an LCD TV? So primarily for me, just because of space issues and things like that, I'm st- I'm pretty much primarily on a flat screen, just a regular TV. Because I remember you were a big like composite when I had CRT the room, TV yes. person. 
If I had more room today, sure, absolutely. But it's one of those things where it's like I just don't have the feasible space to have extra TVs right now. Yeah. Um, oh, you can make space. Nah, fam. Um, so, but, so basically what you're telling me is that whenever I get another TV, I can tell Liz I'm just storing it for Ryan. You can say what you like. Okay. I'm not going to be involved in any I'm storing sort of this for Ryan. <laughs> it's not going to go over any better, but I can I can use it. I can try. Um, but yeah, because I had, I for a while I had a 13-inch one that I really liked, um, and I still kept that one because it was so small. It was like, okay, you know, I can play stuff on there. So I played through Dark Cloud on that, and it was just... Nice. Like, I, I have it on my PS4, and I can play Do you it. prefer to play retro games on a CRT? Yeah. It's just, there's something about it. Like Nothing it, under 24 inches is my motto. How big is the is the Wega, or the Trinitron that you have? Is it 24? Uh, yeah. 25? 24. 21? Uh, not 21. I, I, think, I think that's, like, the perfect size, like, 24 inches. 24 yeah. inches. Because, like, we, I had, like, when I had when I was at my apartment prior, like, we had, like, a 36-inch or 32-inch, whatever the, the size yeah. Trinitron. Which is CBD drink. Well, good. we got it because it was the same size as the one I had as a kid growing up, like in our living room. But it's like, it's so heavy. It took four guys to get it up those three flights of stairs. Right. Four guys. Four guys to get it down. Listen, I had to remove the Wega with Steve a couple of weeks ago and I nearly threw my back out. Mm-hmm. I really, I mean, it's, it's great though. A 32 inch. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. 32. I think that's like, if it wasn't so heavy, it's like the perfect, sure, sure. it's a perfect TV. Like if you're, but then maybe if you like get a, one and you have a house and you're not, you're like pretty much, you're, you're not going to move, move and yeah. like, okay, but that's, that's me and I still didn't want it, but then I know, but that's, that's you, a, but I'm saying for me, that's like, I, I would, I would definitely want, if it um, was like a JVC, size. like, you know, IR or something like that, like, I, okay, fine. Cause they're not that heavy. And if I needed to move it because. I had to because it broke or something like that. I, I would feel a little bit more comfortable. Those Wegas have so much metal in them. You know what? It, and they last. I mean, they last a long time. So, like, what if now I'm, like, 60 and this thing dies and now I need to take it out of my house? I mean. You got to pay somebody now. And, 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 and I'm not going to trust them as much as I'm going to trust myself. My, I got stairs. I, they got to go down. And I just was like, you know what? I don't. I don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll, we'll get to why in a minute. But <laughs> yeah. um, I will say like my favorite. I wouldn't have gotten rid of it if I didn't exactly. re- replace it. I stick by my story. Yeah. <laughs> which, just, which is coming up, which I've been retentive about for the last like three podcasts. But go ahead. I was going to say, I would say the, the ones I usually recommend um, just because they're ones I really liked. Emerson. No, so I Apex. had so I've had Trinitron, I had Dynex. I've had Trinitrons. They're Dino don't brand. get me wrong. Like Trinitron was the standard forever. Yeah, but late era Toshiba's, the flat screen ones, the AS, so much nicer. The AS. I don't know the model number. I just remember because I had a, tw- a twenty-four inch one and a thirteen inch one. Yeah, and the picture was just as bright, just as clear, and they weighed about fifty pounds less. They do the the slot masks weigh way less, and it was just as good a picture. And I'm like, this is so much nicer. It had a, the twenty four inch had component on it. You know, it was like perfect. so. I'm, that's what I'm looking at a twenty four inch insignia right now mm-hmm. with component inputs. <laughs> what? I don't. I'm picking it up on Wednesday. It's just like, hey, I'm looking at another TV right now. <laughs> it's one in, one out, right? Got, it's one. It's it's two in, one out. It's two uh, in one out. Yeah, yeah, because you want to have more than... Yeah, you always want to have more than... Listen, I just got rid of a 32-inch, 200-pound behemoth. This should be by pounds, baby. <laughs> I'm talking pounds, baby. I got rid of I got rid of an extra 100 pounds, so I should be able to get 
you know, 100 pounds worth more of hey, TVs. don't look at me. Stack them up. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> Put them everywhere. Well, I said like... like they a, make your living room like a like a, a doctor's waiting room. Have it like sitting up in the corner. I, I said to Ryan earlier, I said like a ferret. <laughs> it looks like a Sears I said, 94. Just, yeah. I said like a ferret. There needs to be poop in every corner. <laughs> yeah. Like every corner needs to have a CRT in it. I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm with you, dog. <laughs> like a different station. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you mean you're eyeing it? Like someone's just holding it for you? Got yeah. a bow on it and everything? Yeah. What, around around town? Somewhere? Uh, Stratford. Oh. They're just holding it for you? for. Yeah. We've been going back and forth trying to find a date to get together and. Switch numbers. Swap speed. No, no, go to a baseball. What's uh, what's the JVC thing? What is there? Um, is there something better about the D series? Is supposed to be like this great TV. The Toshiba's like so. The Toshiba AFs are supposed to be like some of the best. Um, the old the 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 late model Panasonics are supposed to be really good. So like a lot of those late model slot masks are supposed to be good. They're not a Trinitron. Like a Trinitron is the gold standard, but yeah, but those are. Almost just as good. It has a component inputs yeah. on the back. So, th- so this one is an insignia, which oh, insignia. So it has to be later because those were two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Oh, two thousand six. Wow. And the guy was like, "We barely used it, but it's been sitting there for so long, and I just need to get rid of it." It's a twenty-four inch, and I'm like, and no one's like, I'm surprised. Like no one's like, well, that's what I'm saying. I have, well, I'm he, having well, trouble trying to get rid of mine, and like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not in the, I'm not in the selling game. If I was gonna sell it, I just give it to him. No, you know, no, I know, but um. Is he selling it or just getting rid of it? He's selling it. Did he have it for like high, like 30, 30 bucks? Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. 20, you said 24? 24 inches. I think 24 inches is, is a, is a nice medium between weight and screen size. I really like the 20 to 27 ideally. So most, mine's, mine's great. Most no, retro not. enthusiasts want a 24. Like that's their ideal size is like the elusive 24 inch TV. I feel like oh, that's almost like this. That was like the size of like the arcade monitors, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. But like, there's more 27 inchers than there are 24 inchers, and so. Well, you think we think you know because people back in the day that was like their main TV. Yeah. And they didn't want a small TV, and 27 right. was probably like the average. But let's be honest. Today in days age, like if you're if you're playing on a CRT, you're usually decently close to the screen you might oh, yeah. not be right on top no, of it but no, i know yeah yeah that's how i am yeah you know so you want to be close to it so i mean i think a 24 inch gives you that I just wanna be close to gives you. you that size where you can see it kind of in full view and kind of immerse yourself in it without having to be necessarily right on top of it mm-hmm. do you know? all the things you want me to you good yeah i just all sing right. that to my crt uh, listen i get it when i'm playing i get it <laughs> So it's, you know, and, and I'm noticing that the CRTs, like we said earlier, are kind of like climbing in price. So it's like, I have, I, I hate to say it, but like, I feel like I'm fighting off the hipsters. Like I gotta, I gotta get a few of these things that are newer, like later model ones that can last for a long time. Cause I don't know how long the, the ones that but, I have are going to last. You know, last. I see, <laughs> I see people listening. I'm like, nobody's going to pay that. Like they, they're they, not going to pay it until they pay that. it though. They're not going to pay it until they pay it. That's the thing. Like you know no what I mean? one's gonna no one's paying two hundred dollars for your TV, you know, even though you think that's Yeah, but what nobody it's... was gonna pay hundred and fifty dollars for Gunstar Heroes until they started paying hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> for Gunstar Heroes. Like 
I don't know. What do you think? Well, I was going to say it's almost like... Um, I, I agree if, with you. Like, it sounds ridiculous. I was just saying, you, you probably know more about it because you, you're more into the music stuff. So, you, like, you remember when vinyl got big again randomly out of effing nowhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, almost no, like that where it's like a bunch of, like, you know, 20-somethings saw something their parents were into and they're like, oh, that's so... It's so uncool. I'll yeah. buy it. It's it's still the... Um, I mean, vinyl's a little it's different. It's still the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, no, it's, like, it's like... Well, Best Buy's getting format. rid of their CDs, but they're keeping no, they vinyl. Didn't. Yeah, well, well, vinyl's like... it's. It's a vinyl is like a, a resurgence. Yeah. Like it's been for a few years now. Right. It's it's like a more, decade. Like a decade. It's more now. of a it's more of a collecting thing. But I tell you, if we to do a little sidebar here, I got a uh, a Onkyo uh, receiver. Yeah. For um really nice one. Like has Wi Fi. Is, is that considered like a good brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like a pioneer. Is really nice. It's it's kind of like you know like you like your your setup. It's got yeah, yeah, six yeah. HDMI ports in the back. Oh wow, okay. But it, it had a phono input for a, a record player, oh. so I, I I got that connected my record player to it, and I got um like a PA system for nice. my friend. Oh, sounds so good. Yeah, putting putting a record on there. Nice. Oh man, I say, that's it's the amazing. Only, the only difference though is I feel like that's with awesome. the, at least with vinyl you can make the argument it's just as good if not a superior format to because you get more of that kind yeah. of analog. But it, it's it's like video you game. feel like you're there with them. Well, it's like with like VHS, it's just simply an inferior format yeah. to what's available. It's like, it's like vinyl, you can make. The it's argument. like video game collecting because you're you're getting the physical copy and like mm. everyone's making like these like cool like colors like mixed color records and like limited right. editions like and the stuff. data disc like video game mm-hmm. uh, yeah OSTs. It's, it's it's cool you know it's yeah. a collecting thing yeah. yeah where it's like VHS is a little different where it's like you could still get a physical copy in a better format yeah yeah yeah. You know? I think it's just like the the nostalgia, and then again the, the hipster. Yeah, so it's like I feel like I need to I need to like stock up on some of this stuff because let's say I just get complacent and I'm like I got my screens that I like, and then one of them goes, I got to go get one, and I got to pay two hundred dollars for a friggin' thirteen inch CRT. Nah. You know, like I I don't want to I don't want to be put in that position. I mean, you got two uh, PV, <laughs> you got two PVMs. I do. <laughs> I haven't mentioned anything. I guess I should mention that. Um, well, you pretty much already did. You eluded. So, the latest pickup in the game room is, um, so this is an interesting story, and then maybe we can oh, get into the, into the Halloween stuff. <laughs> maybe. So, I made a mistake and watched a retro tech video this with is, Steve Nutter. This is the uh, true life. Yes. I finally broke down, and I masturbated. So, <laughs> I try not to do that anymore. So, I was watching this video, and he was saying, you know, the twenty five, the PVM twenty five thirty is is, you know, is it the best PVM for retro? You know, and 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 you know because of the size of it, because of the cube design, because of all of these different factors, um, it's a nice bright Trinitron screen. You know, uh, it it could be considered the best. And I and I looked at it and I said, I love the fact that there's a PVM that's bigger than twenty inches because I like the twenty inch one. But there's just something. Still a little too small. There's just something about it. It's just like it's not big enough. Like I, I need something that's like we talked about, like 24 inches, 25 inches, right? Something that's a little bit meatier. I need more square know? footage. Right. So more girth. So I went. It's funny yeah. because I watched not this video. So I watched this video. I go online and there's an auction for a PVM 2530. Now most of now, the things. Now would you get out of here? So most of the <laughs> most of the listings on eBay now for like stuff like that is is buy it now. 
mm-hmm. or best offer, but they're really not going to move too much. You I mean, know? they got to be all pretty much uh, like pickups, right? Like local pickup. Only. Most of them are if they're not their freight and you're going to pay an arm no and a leg. Yeah, I mean, we'll get this. There was right. no way. The amount of things I see yeah. of just smashed PVM. And that's what, that's what this guy, Steve, talks about all the yeah. time is people, you know, people ship things and they're always destroyed and smashed. And like, I would rather the thing go to somebody else than come to me smashed. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I look at the listing and I'm like, oh man, it's, it's in like upstate New York and like not upstate, but like I'm down for a drive <laughs> at first. I thought that, and I was like, oh man, it's, it's in like basically Rochester. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like a five hour drive to get Road up there. Trip. My wife would not let me do that. Mm-hmm. So it was funny because I just started doing business with a, a client of mine who's who's in a town that is 30 minutes from from the actual TV of where oh, it was. Oh, did you? That's convenient. So I was on, I was on the phone I was on the phone with him. And you know, why are you trying to ruin this story? I'm making it better. <laughs> okay, that's arguable. So I'm like I was joking with him. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, cuz he I was telling him I was into like old AV equipment and video games and I said, yeah, I said, actually, I, I found one that's up your way. Like, you know, I might have you go pick it up for me. Ha ha ha. And he's like, I'll, I'll pick something up for you. He goes, he goes, we come, we come down to Westchester and and I'll, you know, I'll meet you and I'll, and I'll bring it to you. If you find something, I was like, really? I was like, if I get something up there, it's going to be like a hundred pounds. And he's like, that's okay. He goes, I'm, you know, I'm limber. (laughs) He goes, we'll make it work. I was like, like, okay. I was like, well, I'll let you know if I win it. And then I'll, you know, so I was like, all right, well, I guess it's fair game for me to bid on. Maybe I won't get it in three months, but Mm -hmm. you know, at least I know it's not going to be shipped and be like destroyed. And so, just cut to the chase. I win the auction. I paid five hundred dollars for it, and two <laughs> months later, it's delivered to me. I bring it home. I hook it up. It's in great shape, and now I've got a new uh, video game corner with uh, with my PVM twenty five thirty. So I got rid of the 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 thirty two KV twenty seven. I gave it to our friend uh, Scuba Steve. You know, uh, it's Nomad Steve. Nomad Steve. Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, he's just a wonderful, wonderful man. And and so I was able to gift it away and have somebody who loves it use it and get the PVM that I'm, I was looking for. So it could die tomorrow. But it could not. It could last for 10 <laughs> years. It could last for longer. I don't know. Is but there a way to check? Like, um, There's no way to check the hour count. Or, no, uh, but, no. but I've noticed I've had to back down the brightness and the contrast because it was just set way too high. And the screen, like the black levels or something about PVMs and black levels that the, like the difference between where there's an image and where there's black. It's like, it reminds me of an OLED, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that OLED. The, 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 the disparity of it is actually pretty stark. So it's like sharp, like, very, very sharp. It's, really yeah. and it's, stark. It, it's a Trinitron. Although I will say I, I hooked up the 64 to it mm-hmm. and I've, I think I've, I've decided mm. That a shadow mask I like for sixty four way better than a Trinitron. I a think what? I think that the aperture grill, like the like the. <laughs> well, you throwing out all these big words. Yeah, the way that the way that a Trinitron. <laughs> the aperture grill. The aperture grill. The way the Trinitron actually, you know, draws the image and has the slots to be able to push through that those electron guns. Um, it doesn't do the sixty four justice. It creates a lot of like heavy scan lines, mm-hmm. and it just makes it look weird. Whereas a slot mask is a bunch of like basically holes. Oh, I like feeling slots. And it looks way better to me with the 64 than than a Trinitron. It still looks good, but 
Um, I think the 64 is that weird, like 3D graphics is that weird thing where I think they look better on a slot mask well, than they do the an aperture grill. Because the 64 outputs video so f- right backwards. I was going right. to use other words, but we're going to say backwards. Right. Yeah. So anyways, so now I have two PVMs and it's the start of a crazy collection because I've, I've gone off the deep end, but you know. We're happy for you. I just It's just weird how I was able to, like, have somebody in the area and then have them actually drive it to me. It was just, you know. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. And then I wanted to mention one thing. Go so, ahead. So so <laughs> we were talking about coming back from the, the Retro World Expo. And just, like, we were talking about how, and this is every year, how we're so frustrated by the pricing and the, and the sellers and all that stuff, which we haven't had you on the podcast since mm-hmm. then. Oh, that's right. And they were blaming you guys, and they were blaming the convention. <laughs> it's all Ryan's fault. They were saying that they pay so much to be there oh, yeah. that they have to raise their prices. They that the world's smallest violin, and and so they have to they have to charge more. And it's like, but you're taking the fun out of it because I bought this the Ryden project mm-hmm. for ten dollars less than the guy who had it at the show, and it was beat to crap. The, the registration card was ripped out of it. This was all all, all cracked up and, and, and ripped. The manual looked like it had been soaked in water. Mm-hmm. And this is a pristine copy mm-hmm. that I got for $10 less. Yep. Because this is the problem is you get guys like this. You know, and they them. can blame the convention. They can blame me. They blamed, actually, they said Ryan specifically. You need to blame yourselves. It's fine. It's that brown guy it's over there. It's, <laughs> it's the brown man. It's I'm, the brown man. I'm going to just Whoa, gloss sir, over sir. what's happening and just say this, okay? You have to understand, and it's like... So it is your fault. Well, no. It's these resellers aren't realizing. It's like, you're not competing with the next brick and mortar down the street now. You're competing with the e- entire internet. eBay. You, you have to be able to meet that market. If you can't, like... Where's the money going? If you're not making mm-hmm. margins enough without overpricing, then you're not pricing correctly and you're not buying correctly. That's And you know what? That's why you're not excelling. That's why you're not growing your business. That's why you only have one store, if not two. And that's why, <laughs> that's why your wife left you. This, well, that's why, but the thing is, these are all... You're not growing and expanding properly. You have to adequately understand how that market's <laughs> going to change and realize you're accepting that risk when you're buying. Mm-hmm. You have to have those margins and you have to be able to pay your employees fairly, you know, and, and run your business. My boss does a phenomenal job of that. He understands that market. It's why he does so well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not trying to just, you know, oh, my boss is the greatest guy ever. My boss is a great guy, but he knows what he's doing. He's not get, letting his emotionality get into the No, no, he, he is a businessman through and through. Right. I mean, he's just genuinely... He's loves, a gamer, though. He loves, oh, he he loves games. games all the time. And I honestly, I, I mean, he plays with some of the managers all the time. He's such a great dude. I, but the thing is, he has that business mindset that a lot of these smaller vendors don't have. Because mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, I'm flipping, I'm flipping. I'm like, you you do have to have a little bit of acumen and entrepreneurial spirit to understand that like basic... Like, like Trenton says, they're not priced to keep. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. priced to sell. Exactly. And yeah. this, this is not just video games. This could be anything. You could right. be selling used car parts. You could be selling, you know, seats. Vintage whatever, clothing. Whatever. Whatever you're selling, you just have to be able to understand where that market is and, and try to keep up with it. That's mm-hmm. why we're constantly changing prices. It's like we have to. Right. You know? Which is arduous in and of itself. You know, it's like, and you, you know, the thing is too is like, uh, it's not a really good business practice to piss off the people who are trying to purchase your goods. Right. Even though so, they're not always right. The customer is not always no, right. No, that's not to say there aren't Karens out there and things happen, but like... So you're blaming everyone else. No. <laughs> I'm 
I'm saying, I'm saying that no, it's I like we you. don't have control over this. No, it's I like know. all we can do is do our best to keep up with the market. And it's like at, at the end of the day, it's like you know there's always going to be a little bit of a tax for a store mm-hmm. because you know yeah. you're paying to have a business right. in a physical location. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I, I bought this booth. I'm like, cool. Did you <laughs> factor in how much stuff you're bringing? And is that enough wiggle room for you to be able to price fairly and pay your employees for that mm-hmm, weekend? Mm-hmm. Or did you just say, F it, I'm going to bring everything because <laughs> I feel F like it. it. It's like, no, you, you need to factor these things in. Yeah, it's Plus like, the fun factor, like GamePro. I, I don't know where I don't know where he's going with that, but no, like my thing is too is like the fun factor to me is the is the the haggle the the fun of it. Yeah. And like they they don't even they're not even like good about that well, either. I've noticed that you know what I've noticed that more because I was sick the entire week and I had Lyme again. But like the, like I was sitting, people would come up and they were almost afraid to haggle with me because every other vendor was so aggressive with them. Yeah, and not aggressive, but just rude. Right, and like so like ice cold to them. For, forward. That's, that's forward. Forward. I, I would just tell them flat out like. Guys, I'm an easy sell. We're, I'll work with That's you. That's Sal's like, favorite. I don't thing. want to bring this home. Yeah, my I favorite what, game is the haggle. I know what we yeah. paid for it. As long as <laughs> no, my, my favorite my game boss is the is piss off. A decent profit, yeah. and it's paying for me to be hey, here my, in the booth. Hey, my it's man, fine. I know you got this for forty five, no. but it's like twenty five on eBay. So, you know? <laughs> no, like, like I, I had a guy come up and he wanted, uh, and he was like, "Oh, are you doing trades?" That's another thing a lot of vendors don't want to. Yeah, do. and I was like, "Yeah, I get that though." But like, my trades is. Yeah, I mean, I did a, night, uh, a trade like two years ago. I mean, but, I said you know. it depends what it is. I always tell people, you know, it depends what it is. If it's like you know, you're coming with eight copies of Halo Four, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, if like a guy no, came yeah. with a really, really rare game, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I know this game's worth this much. Would would you give me like sixty credit for it, and then I would pay the difference for this?" I'm like, "Absolutely, that is a very well, fair it's reasonable, offer, you know." And I'm like, "I will work with you, not a problem." Yeah, you know, it's like I think just having that little bit of just empathy for the other person mm-hmm. and being like, "All right, you know, as long as I plan ahead for this." It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And we always do good, and everybody seems to have a good time when they come to our booth. I try to make it enjoyable. It's a feel-good experience. You know? Yeah. And it's like, people paid to get in there. They don't want to pay a premium at your booth. No. Especially when, like you said, you can go online and get $10 cheaper in better shape. Yeah. That's the part that just gets me, is like, it, you want to survive as a, even just a convention. Like, that would be the thing, if Chris could get any of that, like, contact out to the places and be like, listen, guys. You know, if there's any guidance I have for you, don't piss off the customers and price it to price it to market. You know, you might you might lose out on the deal if you've been holding on to it for too long, but you need to be a little bit more progressive with your pricing based off of what the market is showing. If you if you're charging more than eBay, you're not gonna you're gonna piss off customers. Yeah. You might sell it eventually, but you're gonna piss off customers. Well, that's the thing. It's like if if you're my whole thing is if you can't be pleasant with the people coming up to your booth. And you can't be pleasant, understand, hey, they're trying to save money too, mm-hmm. and they're trying to be fair, and I'm trying to be fair. If you're so forward with them and just apprehensive to everything they're saying to you, why even get the booth? Right. Because you're wasting your time, and you're wasting their time. You it's drove like, all the way from, you know, Albany, you know? New York to get down here. <laughs> it's like, oh, I sold these five expensive things that made my weekend. It's like, cool. I'd rather sell 50 things a 1,000% cheaper. Right. And, I mean, I'll still make money, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll... You know, I'd rather sell, sell yeah. more. So items. you're gonna have five sales the whole weekend, or you and can I'd rather have, have more people smiling right. and coming back and saying, "I'm gonna go to that store next time I'm in that area because that's right. cool." You know, or I'll see, I'll, uh, I'll email that guy. I can't wait for the people enough. from Massachusetts to go back to the show because that's the first place I'm gonna go now. And yeah. it's like we also, you know, you know, people also got to pay like whatever it is, like thirty or forty bucks to get it's in. It's getting so. more expensive to get in there now. <laughs> you and know? it's like I understand, like you know, you got to pay for your booth, but like you know, do you know if it's not like the price is gonna drastically change year to year. 
So right. you can plan for this relatively ahead of time. It's not like you don't have time, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, just take the time and try to make it enjoyable because the happier the customer is, nine times out of ten, the better off you're going to do. Right. right. So well, just, I mean, that's 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 how Retro Games Plus has grown. You know, you guys have just really catered to the... Caters to the customer, and, and I'm not trying to just say my store is like, oh, we're the best. No, it's like, yeah, no, I will, I, I will say your store is the best. <laughs> yeah, but the there's best other stores ever. that do a good job too. Like, like I love like, Game Exchange like, is good. Like Game Exchange is decent, but like Brandon at Retro Junk, he's mm-hmm. a genuinely good dude. He's I an love, awesome person. I love Brandon. He's awesome such a person. sweetheart, and he's such a good guy. And it's like mm-hmm. he runs that store, and it looks so it's so fun to go in there, and he just really gets. It's like, really an experience. But yes, I'm saying like shop owners like that, they know that, and they, they really right. you know help that culture. You know, and that's those are the shops that do well. They cultivate the culture. You know, so it's like just cult. that little bit of extra effort. Mm-hmm. It's like that's all it takes sometimes. And, yeah, and you make that smile, and it really impacts. And that's what it's really because that's what it's all about, right? What it's all about is good times, good feelings, good memories, good chicas, good food. That too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because there's there's a there's a thing. You know, why do we why are we so entrenched in this like formative sort of hobby? And it's. I think there's an innocence with our childhood that we strive for, you know, and, and it reminds us of, of being an innocent youth. And and that's part of the intangible in this video game thing that I think gets lost sometimes is that, you know, uh, it, it just it reminds us of a simpler time, you know, and, and um, being able to sort of live that out every once in a while is a sweet thing, you know. So let's not ruin it by being kind of nasty. Yeah, it's like there's yeah. no, no. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. Like, I, I get people have bad days, man. I get it. Like, I'm not gonna hold that against somebody, but it's like no, I would. You know, I, <laughs> I was. What the heck is wrong with you? You at a convention? Time. Yeah. Well, I had, a, I, had a fe- I had a fever all weekend, on and off, and I'm like, yeah, but you were fine. That's my point. Oh, you know, it's but, like no, that's my point. Then it's like you know, I could still get through it. I mean, granted, there's times where I'm like, hey guys, can you cover for a few minutes? I just need you know a little bit to cool down. That happens. But you know that's yeah. why you have. But I'm saying you can't be you. nasty at a convention. No, like. <laughs> no, you you, you got to be able to control yourself and you know kind of work that out. Yeah. And I'm not. I mean, and again, I'm not gonna like yell at somebody if they have a bad day. You know, everybody's got it. But just own up to it and just be like, you know, I screwed up, my bad, dude. Like, you know. Yeah, man. Well, that's we'll see. We'll see how the next show goes. I mean, I'm not gonna stop going. Right? <laughs> no, you know, I mean, that's no, not gonna. Run, not. That's the thing is that that's show, not gonna happen. The show is so good, and it's just I feel like the vendors are, are just. It's our got, Super Bowl. That's what we say. Catch up to the. You know where things are. It's our WrestleMania. Right. Cool, man. Well, hey, listen. You know, I appreciate you guys. We're about an hour in. We're on to episode forty-two of the <laughs> Turbo Duo. <laughs> uh, you know, it's Halloween. Halloween's coming up, and I think you know, as far as if we can transition, as far as um, oh, no one's transitioning. Well, the conversation. <laughs> oh. As as far as uh, genres of video games go, um, there genres. might be there might you know it, I think horror or you know the stuff that deals in the the uh, I call it Zevin the zombie ethereal vampiric insane and necromantic. Yeah, that's what we all call it. Um, is is actually one of the uh, most uh, concentrated uh, genres in video games. It's actually really popular. It sells. People are interested in that kind of thing. Um, and so there's a lot. Inevitably, there's a lot of video games that are kind of devoted to that motif. So. You know, part of what we wanted to bring to you guys today was just not specifically like a video, a horror video game to cover, but maybe so that you could guys get, could get to know some of our top video games that we love from the past that are of a horror type theme. Um, so we what we did is what we came up we came up with five games each that we had in our you know our top five games 
that we thought were the best or, or that were the most influential or, you know, for some reason just hit with us um, as our favorite horror video games of all time going from, you know, the retro scene. So I thought it'd be fun if we just kind of kind of like ping ponged it and we just do, you know, game five, game four, game three, game two, game one. Um, you know, we might have a couple. I have a couple honorable mentions that I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay. so so we can bring those up. And then Trenton and I also had what we thought each other's top five would be. How well do you know your gamer? Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> I, I don't know how you're spelling that, but OK. No, I don't I spell it correctly. How do you spell it? G-A-M-E-R. Okay. Why, how well did you? That's there's no other way to spell it. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Well, why would you ask then? I wasn't sure. Oh, but if there's only one way, I wasn't sure if it was G A I M R, M E R, and why? Yeah, why? What do you What do you mean? Why would it be like that? Because I'm not I'm not great at spelling. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Wow. Yeah, maybe these lists. I'm good will at be math. Off. I'm good at math. I'm not good at spelling. Maybe this list will be way off then. So they might be here, Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> uh, so, so wait, should we just well? What do we, we we show that after we're done? I guess no, no, no. I think I think I should say, we should both say what our top fives are. Ryan was a late addition to the podcast, so we don't have a list for Ryan. But then we'd have to all come up with lists for two people. So, um, Ryan, you're welcome to come to the podcast, but you're not going to be involved in this part of it if you're comfortable with that. Also, haven't known you for twenty five years. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll just say what I think Trent's top five are. You can say I, what your what my top five are. And I then, just they're not. Um, I just put them. In this I five don't games. have. I, I don't know what your order is. I'm just yeah. I'm just say, saying five games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, good. So I've got the five, and then so you know, guys, remember what these are and write them down so we can <laughs> get out your notepad. I'll yeah, keep score. Let's do this together. So I I have Trenton's top five as in no specific order. Mm-hmm. And this I wrote this down while Ryan was here, Ryan uh, Trenton. So. so uh, don't, okay, well, don't don't think that I uh, did I anything did, after the fact. I mean, okay, I, I I guess it doesn't matter. I didn't like say it was like had to be. I, I didn't put mine as like horror, but like no, no, no. It can be anything. Themed, anything like, that's ho- yeah, yeah. So yeah, anything that's themed Halloween. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Okay, so I said Oopie. I said Poltergeist, Friday the Thirteenth, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Doom sixty four, and Resident Evil two. Those are the the five games that I thought were your favorite. For whatever reason, they were the ones that you felt closest to that you loved from from your formative years. Okay. Okay. Just pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Well, you don't don't just let's. Yeah. Okay. No, I got you. Don't spill the beans. Okay. All right. So and then what I, are mine? I for your if I, I put um Ghosts and Goblins. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil. Okay. Splatterhouse. Okay. Castlevania. Okay. Um. And I had I had six, so um, oh, I'm gonna, well, that well, was that was only four. Yeah, no, no, I had two more listed, so I'm okay. like trying to decide. Do, do, um, do both, do both. That's fine. And I put um, I have a list of ten, I, and I put zombies ate my neighbors and, okay. night, and nightmare creatures. Oh man, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything, but <laughs> I was like way off. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm, we're just gonna reveal we're just, it. We're just gonna reveal it. So. Um, there's a lot, of, and I'll go through some of the other games that didn't ma- maybe make the cut um, in terms of our lists. But there's a lot of games that I think could could make any one of our lists um, yeah. that, that we'll go through. Um, in terms of my <clears throat> my honorable mentions, I'll just you know what, I'll say that after the fact. Um, I'll get us started. 
I'm going to say number five, and then how about we do your number five, and then Trent will do your number five. Okay, yeah. And you can just give a light description of why um, that's in your top five. Yeah. But my number five game is Ghostbusters on the Sega Master System. Ah, Ghostbusters. Got me with Ghostbusters. But you can see why. You can see why. I forgot about that one. Ghostbusters was one of the first games I saw when I went to my buddy Matt's house when I moved to my town, Columbia. Um, I didn't know that there were other versions of Ghostbusters that were terrible. The (laughs) Sega Master System version of Ghostbusters is regarded as the best one. It plays phenomenally. It's a simple game. It's pretty quick, and it's beatable. And it's, it's, I mean, who doesn't love Ghostbusters, right? To me, it's my favorite Ghostbusters game of all time. I know that everybody regards this Genesis one as an awesome game, and then the PS3 one is really good. Um, but for me, just pound for pound, the simplicity of that Ghostbusters game in, and just the playability of it is just awesome. It's just a great... And the intro, like, you can't get over, like, the intro where this it's got, like, the bouncing ghost mm-hmm. going over the words, and it's actually doing the Ghostbusters theme, you know, throughout the the, the intro of it. So it's it's... It's an awesome game, and it's got to make my top five. Okay. I wasn't even thinking that. Ma- Master System just totally slipped my mind. It's all right. But, <laughs> but you can see why, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Ryan, what's your number five? Uh, so my number five would be Medieval on PS1. Ooh. I like how you had to enunciate Medieval. medieval. We all say Medieval, but <laughs> that's that's cool, man. Spelled. Why is that? It's, oh, cause it's, I had it as an honorable mention. At oh, one point, I, could, I was toying with it being in my top five. Are you asking five? me why I announced it that way or why the game? Why, yes. why, <laughs> medie- why, why medieval? Um, so I never had it as a kid, but one of my neighbors did. And I remember going over and playing it, and I was like, this is really cool. And I think I was allowed to rent it once. Mm. So my parents were, well, mainly my mother was not into, like, the whole, like, she's like, no, I'm not like ghouls or demons or whatever. I'm like, it's just. It's so campy, though. It's great. And I remember just the, the voice acting is phenomenal. The first part and just like you're coming out of the tomb and like you're just like trying. Oh, to find, it's woken up! Trying to find like your sword and yeah. stuff, and I was just like, oh, this is so great. And it just kind of gets shot by an arrow again. Yeah, it's because I'm I'm not a big horror person, so it's like it gets the the mood and for the year for me, but it doesn't mm. like make me want to wet myself. So no, I I agree, and that's <laughs> that's kind of if it's myself. if it's too you know I'll go into some of the more modern stuff eventually, but. Um, it was that perfect balance. And I, I remember I got it for Christmas the year that it came out. I don't know if it was 98 or 99, but I, I got it. And um, the production, again, talk about like late era, sort of late era PlayStation production values. Just a, an awesome game. It just played really well. Very simple. Just, you know, had sort of like a gauntlet aspect where you had to use a key to open a door to get mm-hmm. through the main part. and But then you had some backtracking to be able to get through the whole thing. And it's just the playability of it was really, really good, and it was just uh, uh, the atmosphere was really good. So it was definitely more than the sum of its parts. And Daniel Fortescue is such an awesome character. He's like a slapstick sort of like goofy hero. He's like a Charlie Chaplin because he doesn't talk. So it's no, just like it's his physical. No, and they they used you know the PlayStation abilities mm-hmm. to their to its advantage in the way they constructed it, but. It, just an awesome game. They did re-release it on PlayStation 4 where the it's a, a remaster in a way but with new graphics, same engine. Mm-hmm. And so that one's awesome too and I think you can unlock the original version if you clear it 100%. But yeah, an awesome 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 horror theme game. Interesting. Yeah. That's one I've, I've never I've never 
PlayStation One, I didn't. I didn't really get. Like, you were sixty four. You were sixty four yeah, kid. Yeah, I didn't get deep into like the PlayStation stuff. I, I was a surface level PlayStation player. You know? I remember because I was anticipating <clears throat> the Dreamcast. By the time I got the the medieval game, I was already looking forward to Dreamcast. And I remember looking up pictures of D two mm. on game videogames.com, which ended up becoming GameSpot. But I remember seeing it, and it didn't matter that the graphics weren't like amazing. What it did, it did really well, and it just looked so fun, mm-hmm. you know, which is the basis of everything. So, yeah, I asked for it for Christmas, and I got it that, that Christmas, and I, I played through it relentlessly. Constantly. That's it. <laughs> so, actually, my top, my uh, number five is the Adams Family on Nintendo. Wow, on Nintendo? <laughs> yeah. I don't um, think I've ever played that. Not be- it's it's not the greatest game, but like when I think of like October Halloween mm. themes, like Adam's family is like the quintessential like hmm. characters for like Halloween. Definitely, especially like the game itself. It's it's not great. I gotta o- play this Ocean, now. I've never played Ocean it. Ocean made it. I just Syndicate. Yeah, my um, you know, my friend Justin had it, and we we would we play it for like hours because there's like. You just get to a certain point where you just you don't know what like what like you're supposed to do, mm. but that's how those Adam Sandler games are. It's like, where am I going? What am I doing? You have to like collect certain things, and then is it, it similar would to the Genesis something. one? I've never. That's Adam's Family Values, right? Or is it just Adam's Family? Oh, you you have it on the Genesis? Unless I got Adam's rid of Family? it, I thought I had it. I don't I, remember. I don't remember you seeing Adam's Family. Yeah, I think I have. It, it was one of the first uh, red, red. Stacked. Yeah, it, it might. It's one of the first oh, red, that's, red label that's, games. Yeah, that's Adam's Family Values. Then, I believe. Let me take a look while you talk more about um, it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I just. It's not the greatest like playing game, but I. I just have that nostalgia attached to it because we would we play it so much, and then like when I think of like Halloween and, and spooky scary, um, I just I just think of. Adam's family and I, I actually played it like maybe like a month ago or so and it's it, it's still fun it's still fun to play through like hit detection's a little wonky and like you have to do so much jumping onto like obstacles like where certain ones disappear you're in like you're in like the bathroom and you have to get like I think you have to get like a key in one end but like there's like the bars of soap that are like they're like moving back and forth and if you accidentally touch it you just die so mm. it's like stupid stuff like that it's like one of those games where you have to like memorize the patterns of everything and I don't know it's I just I don't know when I think of Halloween that's uh, that's like one of the that's my that's why it's my, my fifth my, my five and not uh, not any higher yeah I, I I may have given that to you to uh treat in I th- you might have yeah I may have done that cause I've it, never I you had it bo- it box yeah I had it complete in box it's not an expensive game. No, I know. I just I don't but remember it's like, ever you. It's like you're just seeing, going. I don't even remember seeing it. It's like it reminds me of like Wiz and Liz. It's like you're just going oh. into random scenes, yeah. and then attacking things, and then but you don't. There's not really an objective that you can easily identify. It's mm-hmm. just like just run around in this you know crazy place that's got a bunch of different individual rooms. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, there's, I'm sure the there's. You're in their house. I'm yeah, assuming. I'm sure there's something you have to do, but. I don't know what it is, and I never was that invested in the game to actually look into yeah, what it was because yeah. it's just it's just a very average yeah. platforming game. So that's what that's probably why I gave it to you. I was just like, I'm not gonna play this. Mm. All right, number four. Number four. You might be surprised at how low this is, considering we've only got five. Um, but it's in the top five. 
And it's a game I talk about a lot. Top five dead or alive. And it's uh, it's it's Doom on 32x. Ah, Doom. Did you say Doom is part of my top five? No, no. You didn't. No. Oh wow. I don't know. I just didn't think of Doom. I don't. I mean, I get it. I just it didn't like. I I knew about. I knew like I was like Doom. I was like, mm. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's considered like horror. I don't know. I just didn't think of that. It's as, definitely like, a horror game. I know, but. I don't know. I didn't think of that. If the Adams Family and Ghostbusters are considered horror games and medieval, <laughs> Doom's got to be. Um, it's a little bit more on the serious tone, but it's still tame, you know, but it, you're, you're literally in hell. I mean, I got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Doom for 32X specifically is the one for me. I think that's for us who grew up with 32X and the Genesis. That version was really special to us, as horrible as the sound was and the music and all of that that we talk about today. To be oh. able to play Doom on your 32X or your Genesis. Oh, it's horrible. In your living room. No, no, no. They, uh, the music is just, like, not regarded well. It's like they just phoned it in and just, like, ping, 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 <laughs> ping. So, but that didn't matter to me because I remember when we finally got it hooked up. We were on the phone with the Sega rep to try to figure out how to hook up the 32X. And <laughs> you actually you called this. We had to I call him because we couldn't set it up. We didn't I, know what we were doing. I, I remember that was our first episode. I cut my fingers. I cut my fingers with the my fingers the were bloody clips, with the, the metal, metal clips because we thought we had to put them in there. And the Sega rep was like, "Yeah, you you don't need those. Just just put the Genesis in and and just fire it up." And I remember we we said, "Okay, screw it. Get rid of the metal clips. Just put the Genesis in." I've told the story, but it was three years ago and four years ago. Four years ago. And that's when I said, when you were, when he said, uh, when the guy said to throw the metal clips out and then, and I was like, yeah, and then just take the system and just, throw that just out. Just throw the too. system. But I remember cause we, I don't know why the power was on already somehow, but when we, or no, the, we plugged it in. Powered it up, but it wasn't on the right input or something. And so when we finally went to the input while we were on the phone with him, and I just the first thing I saw was the friggin' shotgun the and just shotgun. and just the the blast of the barrel of the shotgun against an imp, and and to imp. just have that in my face. I mean, you got to think the 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 most uh, advanced thing I had seen at that point was Madden '94. <laughs> so to see. A first-person shooter on my TV, and it just kind of like it was one of those things. You know how you turn the you, you change the input, but there's already volume coming through, mm-hmm. and then immediately when you, yeah, yeah. you hear it like really loud, and you and you just see the guy's hand and the the cock shotgun. So it, like that was the image I got, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now. And so I played through that game. You know, you you couldn't save it, so you had to play it through in one sitting, but. You know, I got at least through the first act or whatever, and it was just, it was just a special experience. It was a special time. The the 32x was horrible, like a horrible concept, but for a moment, <laughs> for a moment, between Doom 64 and Virtual Racing Deluxe, you felt like you had something that was really special. You know, I know that Fighter. you weren't there. Well, Virtual Fighter was later, but yeah. Virtual Fighter was another one. I was like, man, this is running on my 32x. This is amazing. Although I told the story about the guy getting it way before for the Saturn. Oh, and then like, I, I get the one that's got the, the mallet hands, mm-hmm. but it still played really well. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Doom on 32 X. Very special to me. Number four on my list. Her. All right. Okay. Right guy. Number uh, four. So number four 
This is going to be the only technically horror game I've played okay. that I like. What, what does that mean? So, like, things with like jump scares and things like that. Oh, I don't think I have anything on here that's got jump scares, really. Uh, and you might say this isn't really a jump scare, but to me it is. Um, Any kind of themed. <laughs> so, for me, it's res- and this is technically a Dreamcast game, but I, I didn't play it until I played it on the GameCube, and that was Resident Evil Zero. That's not a Dreamcast game. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Code Veronica. But anyways... Resident for Evil's, for GameCube, yeah, Resident Evil Zero, um, that was like the first Resident Evil I played through. Really? Yeah, oh. and I just really—it's a hard liked... one because you got to kind of go back and forth between mm-hmm. the two characters. Yeah, I liked that one a lot. Um, it just kind of was like it was like the first game on the GameCube that I was like, "This is cool. Like this is mm-hmm. different." Because I really didn't have a GameCube until like really late, like when they were basically like fire sailing them at GameStop, like oh six, like, yeah, for like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So I picked up that. It's crazy to think, I and mean, like, look what a GameCube is now, a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, so it's like I remember getting it for getting that, and I think I got Resident Evil Zero, Star Fox Adventures, and something else. And Oof, Star Fox Adventures, I still like that game too. Uh, great, <laughs> happy for you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, so that that's my number four, just because it's it just kind of brings back the memories of me like being like, oh, this is the GameCube. This is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it is a great game. I played it much later, or m- much later than I played the other Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, you know, I thought that there were there were better experiences that I had played through with Resident Evil, but I'm also a victim of playing those other games first and then playing Resident Evil Zero later on. Mm-hmm. In fact, this guy and I went to Walmart and I bought it with him there. It was, I think it had been out for six months. I got it for 20 bucks on the greatest hits. What? Resident Evil Zero. We went at like one in the morning. Jeez, I don't <laughs> To Walmart in North Wyndham. No, I understand. I yeah. just, I don't remember. I don't yeah, because this was like 02, well, 03. go to Walmart so many times back then. But we were know? like seniors in high school and we would just stay up late in the summertime or whatever. And, no, I know. You know? But we gone to Walmart so many times I don't even remember going and you getting that. I'm just, you wouldn't remember, yeah. but I, I remembered that. So With the green label? With the green spine? No, this would be yellow because it's uh, player's the, choice. The player's choice was a yellow. Oh, it was across the top, though. I don't think it was um, all the way down the spine. No, the top and then the sides got the yellow Nintendo thing instead of the black. Oh, wait, wait. What were you? Oh, you said one what? GameCube. GameCube, oh. yeah. Oh, for some reason, I was thinking PlayStation. That's why. <laughs> I was also listening correctly. Yeah, here. This this label right here. Yeah, no, I got you. Player's yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Players only, baby. This is, this is a good horror game right here. Spider Man. I mean, technically, there is a pretty tragic death. Yes. Well, it's a tragic game. Um, Trenton, number three. Uh, number four. Number four. Um, it is Friday the 13th. On, on, on Dame, though. I have sunk your battleship. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I mean, we, we actually we did, we did a whole episode on it. Um, and I, I still feel the same. It's not. It's still, I still find it like as a fun game. To I was play. watching a video and a guy was talking about this is recently about like how Friday the Thirteenth is one of his favorite games and he loves playing through it every year. Yeah, because it's like you can just pick it up and play. There's like you should try to beat it at some point. I I was I, I actually played it last week like a, a couple times and I I couldn't remember like what to do to to beat um to beat Jason like I. You know, throw, throw. Once you know his pattern, he was probably no. I got that, but bad. like, but if you only have the rock, like it, you throw, you hit him like six times. It takes like one bar of life away. Right? You know? um, Is there like a like a knife or yeah, something? Yeah, you get like a knife, and then I think there's another one. It's like um, it's like a like a uh, like a torch kind of thing, mm. and that's the one that would like take the most life away. So then, you're, man, then I, you're then you're going downhill with a you know yeah yeah. You're, and you got like, a lot of momentum. You have like certain you know you get like pick from six of um 
the campers. The counselors, yeah. And they all, like, some one, you can tell, the one one guy will move slow and one guy can move fast. And, you know, it, it's 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 a basic game, but, man, we I just remember playing that so much. That was, like, the first, like, jump scare in, mm-hmm. like, a game. Because the first time playing it, you didn't know, like, oh, you go into the, you go in there and then, like, Jason's just going to, like, randomly pop out and start attacking you. That was, like, the first, like, jump scare. Especially, and then when you get in the canoe and you're, like, going to the thing and he just, like... Just like dashes by in mm-hmm. the water. Um, I mean, I, I, it's, it's got atmosphere. It's, yeah, for an eight bit game. Yeah, I mean the music music kind of repeats, but it's it's it's, it's decent. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's still fun. It's still a fun game. Pick up and play game. Where, if you know, you know to where to go stuff. and what to do, I'm sure it's a blast. We we just don't play it enough. And when you don't know where to go, which direction to go, that's the kind of game where timing is everything. Like you got to know where to go and when. Well, yeah, because you have a minute. But like, what you can do is you can you can switch like to different counts or whoever's like closest, and that'll help you. Line. You should you, you gotta, should watch like a like a video guide and like just go through it. Try, try no, to see I if know. you can do it with yeah. it. You know. Yeah, and then you got and then you also got to know like le- when you're looking at the map, like left is right and right is left. So like <laughs> when you got to walk so around awkward. the whole thing, so awkward. I know, but it has it just has that charm to it yeah. that that like draws me in. Yeah, no, it's that's why I put it in, in the <laughs> list for you. I thought that that would be one of them. Um, okay, my number three. Now we're in the th- top three, baby. Top three, baby. Um, so I I made a mistake here. I actually put two at three and three at two. Yeah, whatever. Um, but number three, and I'll give this to you, Trent. I'll give it to you because it's the same series. Um, my number three is oh, Ghouls and Ghosts yeah, all right. on Sega Genesis. <laughs> so it's it's funny because a lot of the games that I find are my favorite games hit right when I was seven and eight years old, right when I was discovering the Genesis. And this is one of them that, you know, that early period where I was playing Altered Beast and Last Battle and Ghouls and Ghosts and Strider you know, and Ghostbusters and Alex Kidd and Space Harrier, like all at the same time when I discovered the Sega ecosystem and Ghouls and Ghosts was one of them, you know, even amongst all of those games, Ghouls and Ghosts is probably top three of those games. Like it's just such a well-made game. Everybody knows made by Yuji Naka before he made, you know, Sonic pretty much functions exactly like the arcade version, right? Just a super well-made, like, brought that arcade experience home type of a deal. Really proved that for the Genesis was that one of those early games that that set it up so that Sonic could hit when it did and be so successful because of that early period. It was part of that Genesis does, right? Uh, does. You know, I, I've not spent a whole lot of time playing Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and I've played a little bit of Ghosts and Goblins, but for me... In that series, it's all about ghouls and ghosts. It's just such a well-made game. It's fun throughout. Yes, you got to play it twice, but the second playthrough is like a quarter of the time because you got the special weapon and it get you get through it so fast. But it's it's uh, it's got great music. It's got really good early graphics, and it's got the atmosphere. It's got that. It's got zombies. It's got you know demons. It's got all that stuff. Those tropes, right? Of a, of a horror game without being too serious, you know? I mean, the guy, when he gets hit, has boxers with hearts on him. I mean, you can't take anything like that too seriously. So, you know, it's again, it's again, it's it's, nostal- it's incredibly nostalgic for me. Um, so, Ghouls and Ghosts, my number three. Sick. All right, um, my number three is another PlayStation. If you name another GameCube game, I'm just going to slap you right out of no, here. No, it's another PlayStation game, actually. And it's Jersey Devil. 
Oh, I should have saw that's coming a mile away. Yeah, Jersey Devil. Yeah, so, you Jersey boy. Well, I'm not. My parents are, but uh, so yeah, that was the thing. I remember when it came out. Well, I remember when it came. When I remember seeing the ad for it, and I remember I think that's what like was the precipice of like my mom explaining the story of the Jersey Devil to us. It's not a good game, though, is it? I think it's fun. The Jersey Devil's a demon, by the way. I'm fully aware. She glossed just over like the, Just like the Mothman. We were like seven, so she glossed over that part. Yeah. But, uh, you know. You invite demons, you're going to get demons. Yeah, so I remember uh, playing the game, and it's it's not based off the lore at all. Basically, the whole premise is they like. They took that and made. Yeah, they just called it that, but it's like you're the, like an experiment from some mad scientist, and mm-hmm. basically you're just a kid in a purple suit. <laughs> Quick, we need a storyline. And uh, <laughs> basically, you're it's it's kind of halloween to me just because you're, you're walking around like different areas it like seems spooky graveyards and stuff and you collect yeah. pumpkins as the big collectible so it's like it's just kind of a nice fun halloween like pretty right. platformer adventure listen game. i would accept banjo kazooie as a halloween game if somebody really wanted to put it in there no but yeah that's my number three for sure because yeah, it's just it's kind of hits that nostalgic itch plus it's like you're one of the only ones pumpkins yeah pumpkins. anything that has pumpkins has to be a halloween game which i agree with that which banjo kazooie has you turn into a pumpkin okay. in a Halloween level. Okay. But you wouldn't know it's that. Stretch. It's a stretch. Because you've never played it. It's a stretch. What is your number three, Trent? Take a guess what my number three is. Oh, gosh. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Absolutely not. My number three is The Haunting. Ah! <laughs> Starring Poltergeist. I have sunk your <laughs> battleship. Two time. And you know what's... Two time. What's, what's even great is that... This game came out this week, 30 years ago. Did it really? Yeah. That's good timing. It came out right around Halloween, too. Well, I mean, that's that's good timing. Yeah. Um, what, what year, 1992? 93. They were still using ago. those boxes, huh? Um, well, uh, yeah, it has to be. I mean, this is one of the... Um, I mean, EA was able to, to make their own boxes. I think this is one cards. of those, the covers I got from Schwiggity or from somebody else. Oh, do the Liggity. The, the case. and then yeah. I, I mean, the, um, the art. And we, the need, we need to get you the manual. Yeah, well, I mean, that's whatever. Man, this game is, um, it's almost up to like $90 complete now. Wow. Yeah. You had that's it in crazy. the store for a while. Mm-hmm. What, uh, the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just noticed like this week, it's like, yeah, it's like $80, $90 complete now. Whatever. I mean, if I don't get the manual, it's not that big of a deal. But, man, this like, it's, it's not a long game, but it's such like a cool idea that you're like. Scare this, the family? Like, you're like this, like. Hit like rocking like demon dude, and you 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 got a demon or ghost? Uh, whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess he's a ghost. Yeah, and you just you just try to like you try to scare the the family out of their house by like taking over the couch or the dartboard. The dad, I see. The, or, like, I saw it. Like the dad's got like a tie on, and he's like, you know, not believing in anything, and you gotta like you gotta <laughs> get him at certain specific times to get him to freak yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's like such a cool like. It was like such a cool idea. It was like the first time I like played a game like that. Ryan, I think either Ryan Susie had it or he rented it, and we we, we just like like oh, well, if we jump in there, what do we jump in there? How do we if we go? So in that, fun, what like, happens? Like, like just just the idea of wondering what's gonna happen if you do this thing. Yeah, it was like such you a know? cool concept for like a game like where you know back then we we're just you know you playing platformers and sports games, and then you well you play think something of, like you this. You think about you know? a game that's made today that couldn't be made today, not by a major studio at least. That'd have to be made by an indie studio. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nobody that would ever greenlight that because yeah. it'd be too much of a risk. But it, it that's is. the kind of stuff that we're talking about when we talk about like retro games. Like The Haunting starring Poltergeist, that's a game that everybody should have an experience playing at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I even tried it at the store, and it's it's so fun. 
it's different too, which I like. You could just you just sit there and just kind of mess around with different things, see what happens. Yeah, you and can it is, explore it's, the game is, a little bit. It is co op, but we not, I don't remember ever playing it two player. With, like, That's a game you got to play by yourself. Yeah, I don't co- know what the co op. Um, Leave co op to Streets of Rage too. Yeah, and I just I, I I never really read the back of this, but of course I guess it makes sense. It says from the creators of Paperboy, Cyberball, Seven Twenty, and Rampart. Mm. So man, yeah, really really fun game. Um, I I you know I guess. I don't know if it's worth ninety dollars complete, but if you, I don't know. It's hard. It all depends on who you are. To you, it probably is. I don't. I mean, now I don't know. I don't know if I would spend. I don't know if I. I don't think I would spend that much. You don't have to. You have it. I understand that, (laughs) but I'm just saying, if I wanted it now, it's like, eh, I'm not paying ninety dollars for that game. Right. But great. Not 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 a lot of people know about it. I don't, you know, it's I don't really, think so. It's definitely really a, it's definitely a deep cut, but it's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. EA was like uh, they were uh, they were they were in their pocket back then. Yep, they were in their bag, as they would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. Poltergeist, Escape from Monster Manor. They would do they would do some funky things back then. I'm just I'm just saying, Electronic Arts on the Genesis, man. They were mm-hmm. like, man, they had so many games. I mean, know? they they didn't have to pay for anything. I mean, they basically paid nothing to, to get the carts. You know, they had they had the Genesis. Sewed up, yeah, they did. I mean, they had Sega sewed up. They could do basically whatever they wanted to. Yeah, we so. run this. Yeah, you hold uh, my pocket. Your name's Bridget. <laughs> that's basically a good analogy for it. Yeah, yeah. Although Bridget was getting paid too. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Number two is um, I. I couldn't decide between two games because, and I, and I, the reason I'm including them is because they're part of the same series. So I had a tough time with this one, but number two has to be um, Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, and Legacy of Cain. Wow, I don't even think I've ever heard you mention those games before. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> it's t- it's tough for me to go back and play those games all the way through because they're long games. They're like fifty hours, and I'd have to devote a lot of time to them. But I can tell you that, you know, if you if you queue up. Um, the intro to Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, it will make you feel like you'll get the feeling in your spine. In your spinal. You know, talk about the production value of an of a full motion video, just making you feel like you are ready to go. And the atmosphere, the character of Raziel in that game, and the lore and the story of, of Legacy of Kane makes that game what it is. And going back to Legacy of Kane 1, which when I was talking about, I think we were uh, talking about the Resident Evil episode and how I went over Brian Hauschild's house and how there were two games that I was I was exposed to. And that was Resident Evil 1 and Legacy of Kane, the original, which is, you know, like a Zelda game, top down uh, 2D game. And it's about how this guy Kane turns into a vampire um, and has his fall from grace and then exacts revenge. Um, on the people that hurt him. And then Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver is basically the sequel where now he has become king and he's got his disciples and one of his disciples grows wings before him. And so he rips the rigid portions of that those wings off and casts him into a pit of fire, which is water really, but um, and destroys Raziel. But then Raziel survives. And so it's about him exacting his revenge now that he is a demon to get his revenge on Kane and all of his brothers. And so it's a Zelda style 3d adventure game 
um, with vampiric tropes all the way throughout. And um, between the music and the graphics and the storyline, it just hits. It, as the kids would say today, it slaps real hard. <laughs> I know I probably sound like an old man saying that, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it just, it's just, it's got everything sewed up so well, right? So Um So yeah, I mean, I wish I could play a game like that more often, but what I usually end up doing is just putting it in, watching the intro, jumping around for a few minutes, and then putting it away. Is that really what you do? Yeah, kind of. It's like because because I, I know I can't devote no I know it's just uh, that amount of time to it. So then I just around. play Castlevania for an hour and see about how far I can get. You mm-hmm. know, but those games are really really special to me. As much as I don't play them that much, when I had to create this list, they just they just rank really really high for me. Thanks. They're not number one or they're not number one, but but those games together, if you take those together, they're really really special. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, my number two is unironically another PlayStation One game. Oh, really? Go ahead. It's almost as if it's just my starting list. Yeah. Um, and that would be Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh my gosh! Do you own it? I do. Okay. Yes. Because I have a copy of it with no neck haggard and everything. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> is but, it is it any good? Does it have I a redeeming it. quality, or is it. it just because it's nostalgic for you? I I think it's still fun. I think you know a lot of people like that's poop, an EA game. Yeah, a lot of people poo pooed on it, but like for what it was, it did a good job conveying what was in the books and the movie pretty well for what limitations the PS One had. You know, I think we have Superfly Jimmy Snuka outside the door. Just so like, anybody's you're, asking, you know, you're not oh. gonna get, you know. <laughs> More than four polygons for Haggard's face. Right. You know, hey, I'll take them. I think we're at the point where more of the adults in that movie are dead now than alive. Unfortunately, which is sad. Yeah, it's crazy. um, Yeah, no, just being able to... There's more adults in Back to the Future still alive than there are... Well, being able to, like, get on the broom in the game is so cool. You know, being able to fly around, like, you know... You can do that? Oh, yeah. There's, like, little parts you can do that. Being able to cast spells and stuff, which is cool. And it kind of, you know, gets the Halloween vibe. Is it simple? Yeah. Yeah, I picked it up pretty quick as a kid. Okay, cool. Nice, man. Yeah, I mean, that's you got to put, you got to throw that in there in the hopper. So my Hoggy Potter and the Hounds of the Basket. And the Hounds of the (laughs) Basket. That is not my thing. I I heard that YouTuber doing it. I just thought it was funny. Trenton, number two. Um, I was debating which which game to put as two or one. Um, but for my number two, I'm Mm. gonna go. I'm gonna go with Resident Evil. The first one. Mm. I, I never... I, I the know first you, one. I know because okay. you, you said Resident Evil 2. I did I, say 2. I've actually never really like played that much. Like, okay. Because I never owned it. And, you played like, 1? Come on. I played 1? Well, I mean, see, so more never, than 2? Yeah, I barely played 2. Okay. Almost like not at all. Where um, did you play 1? I, I don't know if you're, you're asking this just for me to say or you actually don't remember. Well, Even I know we I know that whole, we've played it, but I'm saying like we did the whole. Remember we did the episode on it. And yeah. Then remember I, I I I rented it from my aunt. She oh, that's right. From the my aunt, she was yeah, at Sony. My aunt, yeah, yeah. My aunt was working for Sony at the time. Yeah, I forgot. And, and um, I, I I she got a, a PlayStation for me to use while I was at my grandpa's, and we went to video the like the rental place, and they had Resident Evil, and that right. was the first time playing it by myself. And I mean that that was the first like really like scary I mean I said before that like Friday the 13th was but that was mm. like that was like eh kind of jump scare but like 
that well, it's mentioned. We mentioned it plenty of times. But that first time going down the hallway, and then the, the dogs, dogs jump through the window, and you gotta, that had never been done before. Yeah, and you gotta like turn around, like oh, I don't know what to do. And you're just like, get me out of here, run! Or like you try to shoot them, and they're just they're just all over the but place. But it wasn't it wasn't too scary that you didn't want to jump back in. You're like, no, no, I can, no, I, can, I, I, I can beat that part. Yeah, or then the first time where you walk into the room and like the zombies like like turns around after he's like gnawing on, on somebody's neck. neck. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm running. Just everything about that one, it's like a, it's like a cheesy like B horror movie in 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 a video game. Right. I mean, you know, and it, obviously it's iconic too. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I but mean, yeah, that was my that was that's my number two. It's tough to top. Just because I, I you know, I haven't played it almost like you know since since then you know, and it's not one I'll probably really go back into. You know, you got to devote a lot of time to, it, to a game like yeah. that. I mean, you can save it, but it just it does take. Uh, you know, it does take some time. That's, you know, it, it has, look at that Soul Reaver effect for me, but it's, Soul Reaver is a much longer game yeah, yeah. than even Resident Evil is. But, I mean, you can't argue with that. And you know why you can't argue with that, Trenton? Because Resident Evil 1 and 2 are my number one. <laughs> I couldn't pick between the two. Well, I love them both so much. Let's just say you had to pick one right now. Two. Okay. <laughs> if I had to pick one, yeah. Resident but Evil 2. You have, if you had to pick one, it would be two. If I had to pick one, <laughs> be two. One, two. Um, Resident Evil 1 and 2 are just so close, though, for me. I, the Resident Evil 1 is the first one that I did play. And I think it's the it's definitely the spookier of the two is Resident Evil 1. I think 2 is more polished. Um, in terms of just a straight-up horror game, I think 1 is definitely the one. But the, the vibe, if you're asking yeah. me what game I like better, it's, it's probably 2. But in terms of a horror game, 1. You know, so that's why I put down one and two. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. This is something about those Resident Evil games that, for the time that they were made, the atmosphere, everything we, you know, you could ad nauseum. To me, it's the best representation of horror in a video game that balances action, storyline, being scary without being too scary, where it's going to ward you off. Because I'll tell you what, like especially since becoming. A Christian, right? Like, there's certain things that I can't play and I can't be involved, like, I can't watch because there's just a conviction that I have that I can't, that I, I, I just, I can't go down that path again. And, and so, like, I remember when I got Fatal Frame for the PS2 and the, the game was so scary that I had to put it away and I, I never played it again. I didn't know why. And it's, it's just so demonic in a way that's, that's not just, spooky scary you know you know jump scare frightful but you know campy it's actually like it gets you to your core like to have a ghost like haunt you in the game is is different than resident evil i don't know if you if you understand what i'm saying if you played fatal frame at all Mm. but it's but it's that game is is on a whole nother level i can't play that stuff anymore and that's where it stops becoming fun and one of the things I wanted to mention is that a lot of these newer horror games, like um, oh, what's the what's the PS4 game, uh, uh, Dying Light. Mm. I had to stop playing that game. It's too much for me. I don't know if it's because the graphics are too real, but they've created it in a way where it's just gotten so realistic that it starts to mess with my head. Like I can't I can't play them, you know. Um, so that's where it stopped being fun to me. You know, but Resident Evil one and two are just that perfect blend, and even some of the later Resident Evil games are, are still okay. But you know that that's like that's the kind of um, 
that's the kind of uh, game that just is right where it needed to be at that time. And it's the perfect representation of horror in a video game. So it's definitely my number one. It's it's like it's almost like there's the top five, but it's really like it's like it's like number one and then everything else. Because between two and ten, I could have probably mixed that up a little bit more if I really wanted to. If I wanted I, I, any one of those could be interchangeable. But the one game that can't be interchangeable is Resident Evil. That's always got to be at the top. And it's far and away the best horror game of all time. In my opinion. What say you? I like it. Any, any reaction to that? No, I mean, I, I understand it. Um, I like Resident Evil. I think I agree, though. Like, after you get past... Honestly, I think probably the, the end for me is 4. Because at that point, right. it just... The, the series shifted it, it, so much. It got much. different. It, it just becomes... How gross and disgusting and vile can we make it rather than the environment? Right. Whereas I feel like with, especially the first three, it was so much environment. Right. Like the second one with the tyrant. I have a hard time playing the third one with the tyrant. The, the, those jump scares yeah. are just like, Yeah. I played through it, but like back when I was like 15. Yeah, when he just know? pops up, you're like, oh, snap. Yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Where do I go? It's mm-hmm. like you can't really get away from him, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, those are, those are special games to me. So, um... And again, it, it hit at a time where the industry was just in such transition. I mean, we were going from 2D graphics to 3D graphics. And so that also made it that much more impactful because you weren't even used to 3D graphics yet. And you had this, like, it seemed like such a living, breathing world, you know, and it was just so realistic. So it was, uh, it was definitely a product of its time and, and a game that I still think you know, even if you don't like the tank controls, you can get used to them. I like them, mm-hmm. but you can get used to them, and the well, atmosphere still hits. I was gonna say the tank controls almost add, in my opinion, to the game because once you get rid of it, it's kind of like, oh, cool, I can one eighty in a half right, second. Right. Versus, it's like, it's almost like you're, like if you were really afraid, you wouldn't the be able fear, to just jump the f- around. The fear would be like the tank yeah, controls. Yeah. So I like that. I always like that they're about those uh, Dino Crisis was another one that still used those uh, tank controls. I'm like, that's so much better for this type of game because it, it's not just running around freaking out. It's, oh, I got to be slightly, even though I'm afraid, I have to think about this a little bit and, and process and be able to do what I need to do. Right. I, I do think it was a happy accident. I think like, I think Capcom has was, wasn't there where they were like, oh, we know how to make this yeah, work better. Yeah. So the, all they really had was the tank controls. But in mm-hmm. the end, I think, it almost catered to it better than you know than if they had created the 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 Resident Evil One remake controls. Yeah, you know, which I've played that one. It's great too. But yeah, there's something about that original. Yeah. So what about you, Ryan? What do we got? What's your what's your number one retro video game so, of all time? If you say PS One, I'll be okay. Yeah, it's PS One. <laughs> but uh, this one's all right. So this one adds a little bit of a story. So, oh, we got a little, little so pre story. So my number one Halloweeny type of PS one game. So my Grand Poobah, if you will. Grand Poobah. I remember the Flintstones, the Water Buffalo Lodge. I don't remember the Flintstones. Okay, Not, I mean I know the Flintstones. Yeah, I just... but anyways, um, so like my number one would be, um, and it's not a game a lot of people know about. Of course, and it's called Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D. Yes. So, this is where the story comes in. So, the reason that 
um, Vampire Hunter D is like my number one is it's kind of a long backtrack but it started in high school um, I started reading the novels and it's a, a novel series that was written by an author, uh, author from Japan named Hiroyuki Kikuchi and it was illustrated by the guy who did the concept art for Final Fantasy Yoshitaka Amano so all the illustrations that are in the original books mm. are the same ink on white he would do for concept did art did you know that before you played the game yeah you did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this is all I, I played the game after this. Um so I fell in love with the writing and just the the, the world that he created about this um Dampier, which is like a half human, half vampire mm. who for some reason has a, a large amount of power but is kind of defending this fut- futuristic dystopian world, these humans from these ancient vampires. Yeah. Um and the game is kind of taking that series and putting it in um like a three D adventure ish type game mm-hmm. um, but I th- it, it's just it really captures like you know the, the spirit of the year and just having that really cool vampire what world. kind of game is it though it's if you mixed uh, Resident Evil with a very slow Devil May Cry <laughs> oh yeah well Devil May Cry in itself is a mm-hmm. iteration on Resident Evil mm-hmm. yep um, so it's it's a little faster it's more hack and slashy at times but I, I just like the lore a lot. I like the setting. I love the character of um, D himself. And it's just, it's always been one of my favorites. This is a PS1 game? Yep. Uh, it started as a novel series. I'm still deeply into the novels. He still put... Was it only in Japan? Nope. There's a. Uh, it was released in the US by Jalico. I have two copies. <laughs> oh, I see it here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, okay. Uh, yeah, just, it's such a cool character. It's... I will be the first to admit, it is not the most smooth game. Jalico, huh? So, you know, it's got some warts, but I like it warts and all. It's got pre-rendered backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because at first I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of Ninja um, for uh, for PS1. I could see that too. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I did not expect for your favorite game to be Vampire Hunter D. That's is that for real? Like that's mm-hmm. your for Halloween. That is my favorite game. Do you do you try to play that? Usually do during the time. Going into the during, PS3, during, play yeah. a little bit. It's yeah. just it's fun and like the opening is so cool because like you're walking up to like this big like castle. Yeah, and like the doors just creak open. It's just so good. Um, we can hear you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it down over there. All right, uh, Trenton's, Trenton's escaped for a few minutes, so I'll, I'll just give, like, my, my honorable mentions. Um, but my honorable mention, number 10 is Medieval. Mm-hmm. That was number 10. Um, again, any one of these could probably be in the top ten, top five at any day, but uh, Medieval's definitely up there. Uh, Gauntlet Legends on Dreamcast. You know, that has to be included in, in um, you know, a spooky sort of game because... Mm-hmm. It has goblins. It has that that kind of trope. You do go into fiery pits, mm-hmm. you know, with lava and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And playing that game four player is an experience like you've never had. I mean, that is an awesome game to play with four Dreamcast controllers. Um, I've Which I've played Gauntlet Legends. Oh, I, I put it in my my uh, honorable mentions. Oh. Four player with with a you know with a Dreamcast is is fantastic. Horrible performance on the PS One. They got it to work, but it was terrible. Um, number eight, D. Mm-hmm. Saturn 3DO, PC, and PS1. I was thinking of that. That that would be on your um, list, but I didn't think it was going to be. It's like definitely up there, five. but it's I, I couldn't include it in my top 
five. I just couldn't, but it's an awesome game. It's only like a two hour game. It's really short, but a, a really atmospheric game, a lot of fun and uh, definitely one that needs to be checked out. This one is just tough for me to get, you know, a top five list, but house of the dead Two. You'd think that would be up there. It's just tough for me to put it in the top five over, you know, ghostbusters, doom legacy of Kane, ghouls and ghosts and resident evil one and two. Um, Oh, so I mean, I know you're going with it, but my number one was is oh. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> so my number six was Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Okay. Right you know off what? The I'm list. surprised you didn't have a Splatterhouse in there. I feel like you bring that up a lot and mention it. I do, but remember, we're talking about games we played when we were kids. Oh, yeah, so you, oh, you didn't play that one back then? I didn't play Splatterhouse uh, back then. So I, I, I didn't. Remember. That's I didn't, why I had it in there. I didn't include that in my list of games I played uh, back okay. then. I always wanted to play it, but I never actually got a chance to play it as a kid. Um, so yeah, Zombies Ate My Neighbors is like such an, a unique, iconic game and there's nothing like it really. And it's, it's just the, again, all of these games, when you, when you look at them, it's like the music, the atmosphere, the story, just what they're doing is something that's really special. And that's one of the things that all of these have in common. And so Zombies Ate My Neighbors, there's, I mean, can you name another game that's as good as that. That's like that at that point in time. There's nothing like it. And it had a password system, so you could always pick it up where you were. Um, it might be a little tougher because you don't have your items, but still, like you could still get through it. And the graphics are just so fun. They're so good. Um, was both on the Super Nintendo and Genesis. Did you play on the Super Nintendo or Genesis? No, I've never played it on the Super Nintendo. Me neither. Me neither. I feel like that's one of the games where pretty much plays the same either way yeah. yep either way i think it's good maybe um as with maybe you know some of the genesis super nintendo ones where the super nintendo ones cropped maybe mm-hmm. visually I, I don't know how it's how it's set up on the super nintendo but I'm, I'm as far as i know i think they pretty much play exactly the same and yeah. the sound effects are pretty much the same the genesis one has a bar on the right with all the menu system yeah i information. Can't remember what the super nintendo, the super nintendo has it overlaid on the graphics okay i mean i'm sure we went through like a whole thing about it when we did that zombies in my name they're pretty episode. much they're, either one you're i think you're gonna have a good time so i got poltergeist friday the 13th zombies ate my neighbors resident evil 2 i said but i was a little off on that <laughs> so i'll take three and then what did you get for me how, how many did you get i don't know <laughs> you got resident like, evil i think like none ghouls and ghosts all the ones that yeah so you got two yeah i win <laughs> I win. Um, but, you know, when, when you think about this genre, like I was saying, I mean, there's so many good games. I mean, there's... I no, have a, no, no Castlevania for you, huh? No. I can't put them above those five. Okay. Oh, no. I have an honorable mention. Nobody cares. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. They will hate me for this. What? Who's they? It's Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. All Let right. me explain. <laughs> no, you don't need to explain. You don't need to explain. There are... There's there's horror aspects of that game. Well, no. The, that, Hades? But, True, but the main big thing for me is Jack Skellington, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yep. So it's like I—that's my favorite Halloween movie. Yeah. Like yep. of all time. Yep. So it's like for me, just being able to play in that in that area is so cool. One that I did play that didn't make the list uh, or honorable mentions was Mutant League Hockey. Mm. Um, that was a great game back then. Loaded mm. for PS One and Saturn. Mm. Nightmare Creatures for PS One and sixty four. That's, that's when I had. I got on a the game. List for you. Yep. Um, go ahead, Sal. You just said me and League Hockey. Yeah. Me and League Football. Me and League Football. Mm-hmm. Which um, I have. I got this Christmas. One of my favorite games on NES, Jaws, which I love playing through. It's a, a nice quick game. It's a horror game, of course. Area 51, PS1 and Saturn. Mm-hmm. Another really good game. Mm-hmm. Now, they call them aliens, but they look like skeletons. I don't know. 
Um, Sword of the Berserk for Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. I Great know. game. Yep. Alone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. What's that? Nights in the Dreams for Saturn. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's My so many 20. games you could put. Resident Evil 3. Um, Haunted House on Atari. That's the first one. And uh, Top Players Tennis with Ivan Lendl and Chris Everett <laughs> for NES. Very spooky. Scary. <laughs> Have you seen Chris Everett? <laughs> um, another uh, another game, Dracula X Rondo of Blood. We never played that back in the day, but regarded as probably the best straightforward Dracula vampire Castlevania game. Mm-hmm. Quake, Saturn and 64. Enemy Zero for Saturn. Um, there's just... There's so many games. I mean, we even like we we played a couple of years ago Monster House on GameCube. Mm-hmm. You know, from the movie game or from the movie. It's a um, the, great game. Um, even includes a mini game for Thou Art Dead, this which one? is the uh, side scrolling ghouls and ghosts. Yep. Yeah, this is it. No, no, no. What about Casper? I need Casper. Uh, that, that's one. That's one <laughs> you really like. I'm surprised I didn't put it on there. But I know. Just because it's it's not sad. so much a Halloween game for me as it's just kind of like a. A warm and fuzzy game. Yeah. So, but it is a, it is a spooky, scary game. So, well, that's our list, guys. Um, you know, let us know what what are your, are there any games that we miss? Are there any games that you guys like that you know that you would put on a top five that we didn't mention today? I mean, if there's anything that we missed, but in, ter- I, in terms of like retro up to PS2, uh, right? up to kind of yeah, up to Dreamcast. If you want to include PS2, that's fine. But um, yeah, some of those old games, I like I said, I can't really play the new ones, but I can it always go back to those old ones and have a blast. Include like Last of Us. That's PS3. Right? Yeah, we we didn't go that far up, but that would be a horror game. Yeah, that That's would a be. PS3. Yep, that is a PS3 game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So well. Thank you guys for joining us. We're running up just about two hours, so thank you so much for spending uh, a couple of hours of your day with us. Um, be safe this Halloween if you guys do go out. Um, remember that everything that's good starts with uh, that man above. Be safe, be happy, be healthy, and as always, keep it turbo. Love you. Oh. <laughs> what? Could you not press the button? Just, Why would you press it so fast? Just like on your. <laughs> You go, you gotta commandeer it, don't you? Just like on phones, you gotta press it right away. That doesn't make any sense. You wanna see this? My ears are moist. Yes, me too. You've been doing this for two hours. So, ten more seconds, but.